is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Welcome to episode 130 of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Simon Stanley. And uh, who we got today? We've got Dave Hart, Gavin Marshall, Mike Farrell, and our good friend, Sketz. How you doing, guys? Not too bad. Back. Good, lads. I'm back. Back in business. And 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 uh, approaching the end of this never-ending job. Um, <laughs> they seeing me with horrible night shifts and horrible locations. So uh, the end is in sight, and I can uh, return to... Normal life, which I'm quite looking forward to, to be honest. Normal life consisting of uh, spending an amount of time watching edge players. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been it's been tough this week. I've got to say, it's been it's yeah. been trying to trying to. There's so many of these dudes. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, it's um the, the on the horizon is some time off at last, which which is, may seem ironic after I've just been on holiday, but um. <laughs> It was, it, uh, if you know about uh, winter sports, it's not really a time off. It's more of a like, sports holiday. So you come back needing another holiday. Oh, hang on a minute. You've just cranked right down the Corman rankings. You just called your skiing holiday not time off. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, tough, Dave. What do you work. think of that, Dave? I'm, uh, I'm, well, to be, to be quite honest, the, the skiing holiday did move me down in, move me down <laughs> in the rankings somewhat. Cause it was, you know, it, I, I, you know, Gav's got a lot of layers, as we've as we've, uh, we've said for a while, and as we're peeling the layers off, this layer has has been disappointing. I thought you were more of a common man than your skiing holiday suggests. I, I am a snowboarder. I snowboard. Don't mm. ski. Don't know if that. I don't know if that affects mm. things. Is that better or worse? But also, maybe. But also, there is a lot of carrying to be done, and I was carrying because I kind of convinced my missus to come and my daughter to come. I ended up carrying all their equipment too. So it, it was. I was basically, you know, a pack horse up and down the. Uh, on the way to the skis there, but um, none, none of your family are, are, are snow snow people. They weren't. They are now. They they've been converted. It was a successful trip. Did they have oh, a right. carrot for a nose? Uh, not quite. <laughs> no raisins were used in the no. making of this podcast. Right. Come to think of it, have we ever seen any pictures of, of Gav's family, Dave? If if we ever show up to Gav's house and he's just like surrounded by two snow people, like that advert where she keeps it in the freezer all year. I might have to go back through the pictures he has sent us and see if he's just standing right next to random people pretending it's his, his <laughs> missus and his daughter. <laughs> just a different person each time. Okay, well, we've, unco- we've uncovered a new layer, potentially. We'll, we'll dig into that. Oh, this is no a strange turn this has yeah. taken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we just jump into some news? Okay. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. All right, let's go. Dealers on three. One, two, three. Dealers. Is that the sound of someone tearing open the news bag? <laughs> <laughs> that was Ketz with the uh, snap, crackle and pop to, to go yeah. right at the start of that. <laughs> um, okay, Steelers sign Brian Flores, of all people, to be the senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach. Ooh, who saw this coming? Well, I was hoping this was going to happen. I didn't think they were going to make up a job to do it, but um, <laughs> I'm over the moon. I'm really excited about this. Um, the, the only thing I, I, I was, I wish Rich was here uh, because he, he he had some reservations, um, mm. which I wanted to discuss with him. But but personally, for me, I'm I'm really pleased about this. What what's his role? So he's he's like I said, a defensive assistant and linebackers coach. Seems like um, just kind of a placeholder position for him, almost right, but. 
if you're Terrell Austin, are you not a little bit uh, a little bit concerned that this this former successful head coach is now standing right behind you? I'd be concerned. I mean, you, you're kind of thinking he's he's got to be you've got to be gunning for that DC job at the very least. Mm, yeah. What are you going to say, Dave? No, so I have to assume that he's not sort of taken over the Keith Butler stand there and look pretty with a sheet of paper and a headset on. He's uh, he's a bit more involved than that, I'm hoping. He's not just a, a pretty face to stand by the sideline. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good day for the Tomlin only hires yes-men stat, you know, crew, mm. is it? He's, uh, mm. This doesn't suggest that. It suggests that he's going to have a, a major input. And one interesting thing that I've been seeing on Twitter that people have been pointing out is Devin Bush. Might be good for him to get a guy like Flores in there and maybe reboot his career. I've been very critical of him for about a year now, but mm. it's a good opportunity for him, I think. Yeah, I didn't realise, obviously you've been reading about it a bit more since the, since the hiring, but um seems like he's got a bit of a personnel background as well, which maybe have some input in the in the draft this year, which is interesting. Brian Flores is turning into our version of Ketz. He's like the defensive assistant GM and linebackers coach. Right. <laughs> I have no experience with linebackers and or defensive assistant positions, but uh, no, I think it's a good hire. It's uh, it's certainly going to add a lot, whether it's you know during the Monday to Friday kind of practices or whether it's on game day. And I've heard a couple of people mention about whether he's doing the, the sort of the timekeeping and the game management, which you know Tomlin at the best of times hasn't always been kind of 100% at, or there's been some criticism of him certainly. But uh, yeah, it certainly stirs the pot. Terrell Austin's going to be looking over his shoulder, which is going to make him sort of perform to the best of his abilities. It's, it's definitely um, a game changer for the Steelers, isn't it? and it's probably going to be a one-year kind of one-done type thing, given his experience and given that he's probably, you know, when he's stopped, going to sue in everybody. That's such a jokey comment, but, you know, there, there's some truth to that in that he might not be able to get a position elsewhere in the NFL. This is Flores, obviously until that's kind of resolved. But um, he's certainly going to add a lot to the Steelers' mix. And, you know, with a team with this kind of level of kind of defensive history, I don't think it does any uh, any harm at all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how do we know that... I mean, I've, I've seen some things about Tomlin maybe not wanting to stick around so long. I mean, I think it's just rumour and conjecture, but could it be that he could be groomed to be the next head coach? Is that... Is that feasible or is that unrealistic? It's, Tomlin's pretty young, really, isn't he? I mean, yeah, very young. I mean, maybe there's something to be said for just fatigue from having the same role for a long, long time. I don't know, but um, I, I just feel like that that kind of truck is moving a little bit, Gavin. Don't you mean? I've been seeing a lot of talk about that, and and it does all feel like conjecture. But then it all comes back to he was being linked with what was it, the USC job last year, right, or, or something mm. like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I, but maybe this is just the, the usual turnover of Steelers beat writers that have nothing to talk about. I don't know. I was no. going to say, is, is this just the the, uh, the Fire Tomlin crew finding a different angle? Are they yeah. <laughs> finding a different way into progr- getting rid of Tomlin? The, the progressive Fire Tomlins. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Rich, Rich's concerns uh, from speaking to him were that he, he thinks maybe it would be a, a distraction and um, bringing unwanted attention to the team. Um, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that? You can see that argument, can't you? If you look at it from from a sort of an outside perspective, trying to take the black and gold goggles off for a second, you could see how you know it's going to be the first thing the media talk about on game day, and they're going to be looking for you know particularly Devin Bush to improve, as we've mentioned. And is he in his fourth year of his contract this year? So he's got his fifth year option next year, or have I miscalculated that badly? 
Yeah, they've, no, got, to make the, yeah, they've got to make the decision soon, haven't they? Because he was 2018, was he? I think he was so this would be his fourth year coming, right? And then they would mm. have to make... But they would need to make the decision in the, this off-season, right? Mm. So I guess the good point with that is they're taking away any ex- excuse anybody's got about, you know, Devin Bush had an injury, you know, da 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 da, da whatever the excuses are. But if you can't make it with kind of Brian Flores in your corner as a sort of linebacker's coach, you basically and sort of a DC head coach type caliber of, of, of coach. If he's in your corner and you still can't kind of figure your game out, then you're never going to, with all due respect to uh, to Devin Bush. Yeah, yeah. Prove it, prove it year for him. Um, but he's got all the tools. He's got no excuses, I don't think. So uh, I, I'm excited. I, I hope that, that Flores really kind of turns that, especially where he is. I mean, I've been criticising the linebackers for, for months. So if he really is that deeply involved in that in that position group, then... Only good things can come of it. We can't, can't go any further down. Meanwhile, um, the GM search continues with with ten plus candidates now interviewed, which I think is interesting in of itself. Um, as Colbert says, the answer may be outside the organisation. Colbert also said he'd be comfortable with Mason Rudolph as starter next year, but admits outside QBs will be brought in. <clears throat> the last bit of this feels uh, just like off-season talk. It feels like uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you'd have to be comfortable with Mason Rudolph who's starter because he's your only option right now, unless you want to play. Uh, uh, what's the guy called? I don't forget. I keep having name issues lately. Hey, Haskins. Yes, thank you, Dwayne Haskins. I, do you know I've got this memory block where I just if I don't say a name for like two weeks, that's it. It's just deleted from my mind. Um, Would you G- be comfortable with uh, Rudolph as your starter? No, <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Don't need any of those Rudolph games. Um, GM search though, I think is the more interesting part of this. They've interviewed ten plus candidates. We talked about Lance Riddick right a few weeks ago. They've interviewed all kinds of people from. From the Panthers. Lance Riddick. What did I say? Is it Lance two, Riddick, two, brother of Lewis. Yeah, you lanced, uh, Lance uh, Zerline and you, you've both two I've two people there, did I? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Lance Riddick. Lance Riddick. <laughs> I told like you if I don't say names for a couple of weeks, they just disappear out of my mind. Um, oh, Chronicles of Riddick. No, Lewis Riddick, yeah. <laughs> Who I, th- I still think is possibly the most out there and interesting candidate yeah. so far. But, but go ahead. But I just think, I don't know why, it, it doesn't seem like a very steely thing to do to be interviewing 10 guys for this role does it i mean i i expected this to be over and done with with you know omar khan or whoever from inside the organization being uh just lambasted and put there but it doesn't seem like that's the case seems like they're interested in pursuing all options and they don't seem sort of happy with what they have in house at least it seems to me some people have suggested that they're just doing the due diligence but um is there many teams without a gm right now i know we have colbert technically but you know what i mean yeah, I don't know. Interesting. So, who are the, some of the other candidates? Have you got them to hand or no? I can, I can, I can get them. But we, we, um, we interviewed the Panthers GM, right? Mm. And a lot of Panthers. I think Dave mentioned it last week. A lot of Panthers going yeah. on with the O line and stuff. Not sure we want to be raiding such a mediocre organization for their talent. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. As a um. I know you're around. I'm trying to fill it here for you, but I've got nothing to say. I don't know. I can't find <laughs> it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, Green, Bay, okay. Green Bay Packers put player, uh, director of personnel, John. Why would you, you did this on purpose when you say this name, didn't you? John Wojciowski. Nice. Said, nailed it. Uh, hey, Wojciowski. Colts College Scouting Director, Morocco Brown. That's a good name, isn't it? Uh, Panthers Assistant GM, Dan Morgan, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers Vice President of Player Personnel, John Spitek. Yeah. So, uh, all over the place a little bit. I don't know. It's yeah. strange. Not steel, is he? I've mentioned this a little bit over the last couple of weeks. They're just 
seem to be dipping the toe in the market a little bit. I suppose we'll talk about it more when we actually find out who the GM is. But um, hopefully, someone that can uh, assess corners. That would be good. Yeah, that would be real, <laughs> that would be real nice. Uh, Steels are open to a Stefan Tuit return. Have been in touch, and the signs are positive. So that's good. We kind of felt like it was a foregone conclusion, maybe that he might be out of the door, um, given all the difficulties last year. And it sounds like he's open to a return. So that might be at least one thing crossed off the list in the draft. Um, as needing a kind of an instant replacement. Um, and then this was a, this was a funny one. Eli Rogers drafted by the Tampa Bay Bandits in the thirteenth round of the USFL startup draft. So the Pittsburgh Maulers, one of the what is it six or eight teams in this league, couldn't even go out and get Eli Rogers. Really? Come on, yeah. guys. You you think they'd know, right? They think they'd know. Actually, this guy can do something. And even though he's the, disappeared no, from the league, no Duck Hodges either, Dave. Well, he's got a job, hasn't he? He's in. Oh, is he still in Canada? Canada? Okay, okay, he's still playing for the Tiger Cats, is he? Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's he? Who's he? Uh, who was number one pick in the USFL draft? Oh, I don't know. You're asking me a lot of questions I don't know today, Gav. Sorry. <laughs> it's because I've got questions myself. I've not, I paid zero attention to the USFL. I, so. I think it might be position based. Also, like I don't think the first pick is like. Like, I think they didn't start drafting tight ends until the 13th round or something, you know what I mean? Like, like stuff like that. There's some weird stuff going on with it. I haven't been following it. Yeah, I, I looked at their Twitter feed and it seemed that every team was just, like, drafting guards one after the other. Yeah. And that's just loads of good guards. Oh, you'll never <laughs> guess. You'll never guess who the number one pick was. Shea Patterson, of former Michigan fame. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Wow. Number one pick. <laughs> Mike's so disappointed. Although, although, have you seen who the uh, drafted by the Michigan Panthers? Did you see who they picked with their last draft selection? Oh no, Paxton Lynch. No, no way. Really. <laughs> wow, he's the last pick in the USFL. That is sad, isn't it? It's too irrelevant. Is that That's the worst be one pick? One hell of a QB competition. Is that the worst pick Jerry Jones has ever made? Wait, is that, did uh... he? Did he? Wait, no, he no, 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 that wasn't no, Jerry was, Jones. Um, that was it. Was uh, John Elway? It was Jerry Jones who wanted him, wasn't it? Yeah, John Elway. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm all over the place today. My, uh, I'm looking for who the Maul has drafted for their, their QB. Uh, we have picked Kyle Laletta. Oh, yeah. Back we, up to uh, oh, Eli Manning for a while, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe I shouldn't reference them as we. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I was just going to pull you up on that. Are we definitely supporting a team that wears, as, as Dave quite rightly said, a purple sort of confectionery type? It, what uniform. upsets me about that uniform is the purple is fine. It's just the the corresponding colours don't match with it. It's all over the place. I don't like get, it. Get got one over here. Your colours clash. <laughs> Sorry, can't support you. <sighs> Why do sports teams con- continue to like balls up kit design? Right. I mean, how many times on like Twitter or whatever do you go and see like these cool concept designs for kits and stuff? And yet every single time they have the opportunity to make a new one. It's just it's boring. It's There's just, only so many colours, right? You've got, yeah, you've, you've, you've got to, sometimes you've just got to mix them together when they don't go. You just you've got to go with it. I don't know if you do. I don't know. It's like, it's like a fashion statement, isn't it? It's just like, oh, look at that guy. He looks disgusting. And, you know, it's like the, the guy that wears weird coloured clothes when he's out and about. Is like, this, oh, look at that guy. Is this what people say to you as you pass them on the street? <laughs> no, it's like, that guy looks really a total mess. Why is he drunk? Why is he thrown up in the street? That's not what they say about me. <laughs> Why is he Rico Bussy? <laughs> Why is it wearing a breast inspector t-shirt? <laughs> um, cool. I think that's about it for the Steelers. Just one thing I wanted to run by you, though. Um, have you guys seen this new PFF fantasy football game they're doing? I wanted to ask you about this before we get into the 
No, the main meat. Tell, tell yeah. So yeah, I thought you'd have heard of it, Mike, because the, the the shilling it on the old uh, on the, the podcast on the PFF two for one drafts, yeah. whatever it's called now. Um, it's basically a, a fantasy football game based on PFF scores rather than fantasy points. So it's being marketed as like deeper than Dynasty, and you can actually scout players and be a GM because you're getting points based on how that player performs rather than just arbitrary like yardage figures. Um, but I thought it was interesting because I thought it might fuel some discontent here, given... Oh, if only Rich was here. That's what so I mean. You, you score points based on subjective grades. So yeah. as, as long as yeah. you pick players based on how PFF like them, yes. you'll do all right. Yes. Mm. Okay. Does that sound something, uh, like, something that might interest you? <laughs> I, th- I think it's something we should do. I'm not I saying agree. I'm not going to do it. I um, I'm not sure if it's Basically, don't, yet, don't pick any Steelers player ever because yeah. you'll get like three out of ten or whatever they Made up grading scores these days. I think Ket's understanding of the PFF grades might be limited. <laughs> Three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so, so like 150 or whatever. I don't know. It's a, it's they a make beat. them up. Why can't I make my analysis? <laughs> Roll it back. I'm with you on that, Ket. It showed a, a lack of respect that I uh, I value on this show. Um. So yeah, we'll keep an eye out for that. I don't know if it's free, but if it if it is, I think we should play it with Rich. I think we should force him. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and then, lastly, I, j- I had to mention this. I know, I know, everyone's talking about it, but um, is anyone going on the Aaron Rodgers cleanse? Oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> What's this? God Almighty, Dave, don't. Well, this is just another re- like you know, Gav's been all about Aaron Rodgers to the Steelers all year, but this is the kind of re- this is what I was talking about. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers can be good at football as he wants. I don't want any part of this. Like, have you have you heard about this, Gav? No. So he's apparently. Oh, what are the details, Mike? I don't know if I should even go into him. He's. Uh, yeah, brace yourselves, <laughs> listeners, uh, <laughs> fellow hosts. Just brace yourselves. Brace. Oh, sorry. You go. Away. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, I, I thought so, you were going to say. So okay. So some of the some of the uh, he, he was on a fifteen day detox, mm-hmm. which okay. the they listed some of the details. It's I think it's. Uh, I think it's called a Panchakora detox. That is I've, and I only na- know that because I googled it like an hour ago. I think I ought to order one of those from Pizza Express the other night. <laughs> I hope not. Well, you don't want to be ordering this. Um, so yeah, 15 day or 12 day detox or whatever it might be. And some of the things that come out of it are there's massages, happy death. Fine, we're all okay with that. Not, not, not the Sean Watson ones, right? Just no, regular, no, 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 regular no, no, ones. No, okay, no, no, no. pants on <laughs> massage. <laughs> The uh, yeah Jerry Jones and uh, Robert Kraft. No, 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 I won't go into that. Um, so some of the things that form, formed part of this Panchakora, whatever, was three days of consuming ghee <laughs> to the point where you empty yourself both out the front door and the back door. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Irish purging, listeners, right? for pardon, I think that's known as purging oneself. Oh, there was a lot of the, there was a lot of the word purging oh, in this. Uh, in I this just script. looked up. They all have names for, as well, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wasn't going to bother trying to pronounce those. Oh, I've long forgotten. God. Thank God. You did well um, with Panchakora, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's all I've got. Um, so, if you want to eat in ghee, because ghee is just clarified butter. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say for Irish listeners, ghee has a whole other meaning, um, which I will ask other people to Urban Dictionary in their own on time Ooh. um 
what else was there? They it was sort of done. You would do them over a couple of days until they got into the topic of enemas, and they said you should have many enemas. Many enemas. I, I was wondering how, how long it was going to be before that word cropped up. And yeah. uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, but well, but I think uh, the fearful bit was the many. Yeah, many. Like how many? <laughs> Quantified, please. So um, I've got the list here, Mike. So administration of emetic drugs that induce a severe spell of vomiting to clean the upper gut, forced diarrhea that purges and cleanses the bowel. Medicated enema to cleanse the accumulated toxins through the colon. Nasal administration of medicated oil to cleanse the accumulated toxin. And a procedure done to cleanse the blood. I don't know what that involves. Also, one day of therapeutic vomiting. One day of laxative therapy. Uh, many days of enemas, as you said. Oh. This, just, this just sounds like a commercial version of the toad. Of the what? The what? The toad. You not heard about the toad? The toad? Do, do we want to know? So the toad is like something you can do, like it's like a, a hardcore version of an ayahuasca trip where you um, get a rainforest, Ooh. rainforest toad, the the uh, poison gland. You get a needle, prick the poison gland, prick it in your arm, and you go on this like 48-hour trip just puking and shitting your guts and hallucinating. And it's meant to be like this kind of astral projection thing. A seven-minute so rocket ship ride into the center of the cosmos, according to Forbes. There you go. Well, that might be the name of this podcast. The toad. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know. It just feels, you know, because we've been you've been taking the mick out of Tom Brady for a long time with this, you know, seven stuff and you know whatever. This feels a bit cute from Aaron Rodgers. The worst thing Aaron Rodgers ever did was start going on the McAfee show because he's so unlikable. He's a bit of an asshole, isn't it? Because we, we were, <laughs> um, I, was, I can't remember. We we're watching the game with Lisa, and I said, "Oh, this guy's the guy I want as the next Steelers quarterback." And she said, "This guy? You don't want this guy? I don't want to watch this guy." <laughs> He's an asshole. I was like, oh, okay. Exactly. This has always been my point. Yeah. You know, I'd rather support a Gardner Minshew than uh, than Aaron Rodgers. What's Rodgers trying to detox from anyway? It's not like he's he's living some sort of extremely flamboyant lifestyle. He's a football player, for God's sake. Don't know. Maybe he's just saying all this so his family don't talk to him or call him. Or has he just like developed a real love for consuming loads of ghee and defecating himself, and he wants some excuse to do it? <laughs> Didn't he call off his wedding this week as well, or something? Or like a Come on, talk some shit. <laughs> Early drop for that one. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's move off this. Let's. Move... I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. Twenty twenty two draft edge class edge is always an interesting one, right? Because uh, it's uh, I suppose it's the newest position, right? Because they just kind of blended. Defensive end and outside linebacker into. Oh, don't you look back fondly to L O L B? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Madden still has it. Madden's still on that train. Mm. So, but they're still on the halfback train. So, um, okay, twenty twenty two draft class. We usually start at the top. Mike reminded me nicely last week with a little chat about what we thought of this class as a whole. Well, um, before that, should we should we, should we uh, look back in the mirror? Oh yeah, about... yeah, you're back now. We can do oh, this. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we've got access. Um, Michael Ketz, do you want to be the adjudicator of how good these picks are? Because, <laughs> oh, maybe so not. Didn't didn't I not make some picks last year? So, uh, oh yeah, you did in the edge. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so yeah, Ketz, I've got one on player you. I remember. So yeah, Ketz, yeah. It's on you. Ketz, on you, Sam. I'll have a go oh. if if any of them have made an impact this year. Let's have, yeah, let's see where okay. we go. So 20, 2021, uh, Simon. Red uh-huh. Star, Joseph Asai, went to uh, Cincinnati in the third round. Has he played? Uh, I don't think he has. Frantically trying to find out. Yeah, and, and your sleeper who went in the fourth round was uh, Ellison Smith, who was who was a bit of a hype hype guy. Uh, nice sort of lean, 
Ben Dietz guy, wasn't he? It's but, not, not um, good that I've just clicked stats on Joseph Asai's ESPN page and it says no results. <laughs> yeah, no results. But that's okay. I mean, you know, we... we you know, I was guys very high on him as well. Very, very high. You were. Yeah, I was out on Asai, I seem to remember. We had some contention there. But, uh, yeah, Ellison Smith went to the Giants. So I'm not sure how either of those... I don't think either of those... Oh, hang made... on. He had surgery and was out for the season in August. So I think maybe he was injured. Oh, okay. Maybe injured. Fine. Push. Uh, now, I had... Uh, I love this guy. And he went, ended up going in the second round. Aziz Ojolari was mm. my red star uh, who went to the Giants. Now, I, I just, he was a Georgia outside linebacker type. I just thought he was a perfect fit. But obviously, Steelers went a different way. And then and then my sleeper was Teron Jackson, who ended up with the Eagles, sixth round. Um, I thought he was like a sort of uh, proto James Harrison. Don't know if he's made that much impact, but I did. I do remember seeing him a couple of times in the season on red zone. So he, he, he did to get some snaps. Don't know if he made that much of an impact though. Um, um, Old Jolari got eight sacks this season, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. decent. But I think, I think there was, I, there was some disquiet about him not being the player they were hoping he was. Mm. I seem to remember. Dave didn't do the edge. Ah, oh, Dave, you didn't do the edge class last year. So, uh, there you go. So you can, uh, chip in with got some got free, don't you, Dave? Yeah. And uh, and Mike, you did, you had Ronnie Perkins as your red star. He went to New Damn England it. in the third round, and Chauncey Goulston as your sleeper, who went to Dallas in the third round. So it's quite early to say for the 21, 21 guys. So we'll, we'll go back to twenty. So oh. uh, you didn't look like you you picked a red star for the edge, or at least I don't have it. Maybe we were a little bit laxer back then. We were, although I had uh, Julian Aquara as my red star. And uh, one Alex Highsmith as my sleeper. Mm. So that was that was a decent pick. Uh, Dave didn't pick any, and Rich didn't pick any for some reason. So <laughs> who knows you? what we're doing then? <laughs> Just me. <laughs> um, so there you go. So patchy at best. Um, room for improvement in our edge grading, but uh, I, I think yeah we can probably move on to this year's class. I, it's going to be hard not to pick a good guy. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, very deep, right? Or, or at least top-heavy. There's a lot of guys there in the first three rounds, I think, that are going to be um, highly touted on this show. I think guys are going to like... I think you lot are going to like them. Is that fair to say? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I, I, I've... I, it, it, this comes back to the definition of what a red star is for us, and we'll, we'll get into oh, that. I but going to ask you about this. I've really struggled to, to even find a red star because there's so many guys in this class... I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a like since we've been doing this, or or before when I've been kind of when we were building up to doing this show, sorry, years before doing our mock drafts and things. I don't remember there ever being a, an edge class like this. This is or or any position class as, as deep as this. Maybe the wide receivers a couple of years mm, ago. Yeah. But I mean, you can just go like you can go so many names deep. You you pull up the tape and you're like. Yeah, this guy is great. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with you because I, I was getting because this was a tough one because obviously we don't really anticipate picking edge early, right? I would I would not imagine. So I mean, you, you never know, right? It's a high value position, so I wouldn't really out on day two, but we don't we're not really anticipating it. So you know, it's hard because I was getting sort of 15 names deep in this class, and I was starting to think I don't think I'm even at a point where the Steelers would start picking an edge. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Uh, it is tough. It might not be a, a Steelers heavy position, at least from my analysis. But uh, hopefully, <laughs> maybe you guys have got some ideas. Deeper I don't know, in the draft. man. I, I think I think this is a position where the Steelers will be looking to to, to pick one up in the later rounds. Yeah, yeah and I yeah. think the depth is so, is so strong that they I think they can walk away with a good a good prospect here. And it's almost like it's almost pointless. It's just when they run out of their sort of. You know, they, they go through the best players available in, in the positions of need. And then they think, all right, let's pick up an edge guy. Who It's going to be whoever's available, I think, almost. But um, let, let, let's get into it. I mean, exciting, exciting class. Yeah, should we should we just start sort of with the, with the, with the few guys? Well, there's probably more than a few, but, you know, just at the top of the, the obvious top of the draft where we're never going to be anywhere near it. Mm. Um, it seems, although I don't know, maybe people are going to disagree. It seems like there's kind of a top two, right? Consensus wise. Is that... Is that fair? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it's yeah. been like that for a while. Maybe that that landscape's changing a little bit. But yeah, do, do you agree with that, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think before the season started, it was. So let's jump Kevin into Thibodeau. let's jump into those two then, Thibodeau and, and Hutchinson. Where do you want to go first, Mike? You can I'll have you can have your choice. Grant, uh, let's go. Let's start Hutchinson. Who wants to fire away with okay. with Aiden? Hutchinson? Well, I wanted to ask Gav a question on Hutchinson, right? Because I, I, and I'll accept this either way. Because I will say this, I've been very chalky so far and I've noticed it and it's annoying me. I picked, who did I pick for the tight end? I picked the number one tight end in this class as my red star. My bride. Yeah, my bride. and then I picked, who did I pick last week for the, run, uh, for the running back? Was it running back? Oh, you picked, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, Brees Hall, right? Who's the top, yeah, kind yeah, of the top. Yeah. And it's annoying me, right? However, now, and, and what's worse about this is Aiden Hutchinson is going to be the number one overall pick probably, right? Mm. <laughs> However, and Gav, I'm sure you know this. I am so madly in love with him. I would trade every pick the Steelers have ever had and ever will have again to get him. No, I'm joking. But I am am like, oh, dude, as soon as I started watching this guy, I was like, why did Mike not make me watch this months ago? So are you red starring him? Well, so I would like to red star him just in the sense that I am madly in love. However, if it's not allowed because he's just ridiculously high up the board, then I do have a backup, but... Um, yeah, this is the thing. I, one, right? I, I wanted to. I, he's my red star. I mean, he, okay, he's like, what, what an exciting prospect! <laughs> but I'm not going to for that for that oh. very reason. In that, <laughs> likewise, yeah, it's just there's no way the Steelers are getting him. So it's almost oh, like no. But I've always said that I don't care where the Steelers are getting the player. Yeah, but I, 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 yeah, I, I don't think that like is. That. I don't think otherwise the red star is just the number one prospect in in the class. No, I don't, I don't no, think no, that's no, what no. the... What I've the tried race. to explain this before, Gav. It's the guy that you feel like so much higher mm. on than the consensus, which I admit is hard for Aiden Hutchinson as the number one pick. But, I don't know. Just looking at my rankings from last year. I mean, I, I, I did love, for example, Ronnie Perkins, but I had him as my fourth edge rusher. Mm. So I, I wouldn't put it as, as Red Star being your top of the list in the rankings. No, it's just who I, you love, I think. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. It's not, about, and that's why it's not always the guy who's number one in my rankings is the red star. It just feels like that's kind of how it's gone so far this year. Um, like I said, I do have another guy that I am really into, but I'm just so. I mean, I'm Hutchinson. Maybe we should talk about it first, and then we can decide at the end. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, where do you even start? Right, just so violent at the point of attack. He just looks like a man amongst boys. Just even against quality college opposition, just elite power and strength. I don't know who's stopping this dude from marching forward. Um, I put what I've, I've started to put like little tags at the start of some of my points just to remind myself because, as we all know, my memory issues are just getting worse by the day. Um, I've labelled him as a sniffer dog. Once the ball snapped, he's going to do anything to get to the ball. He's diving, he's mauling with tenacity, he's got an elite motor, much like TJ Watt does. Mm. 
reminded me of that. Not in the the playstyle necessarily, but but the you know just the tenacity and the way he's always after the ball. The heat-seeking missile. The heat-seeking missile. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and he's more versatile than I think maybe you would think, right? He wins however he can and utilizes every trick in the book. He can two-hand bowler rush. He can hold off linemen with one hand. He can swim and rip and move inside. He'll he'll even beat you with speed if you lose attention. I saw that a few times. So, I mean, I'll let someone else talk because I'm I, I could gush all day. But um, yeah, I am very very high on and, and you know I haven't seen the whole class, but this would be my onboard pick so far. I'd be surprised. I mean, who? I'm yet to to see or to work out who would be the number one pick ahead of this guy. I mean, he looks he looks like an elite, you know, force, doesn't he? Like a difference maker, yeah. the best the best pass rusher in college football in 2021. Um, it kind of kind of watching that tape of him and uh, David Ajabo, just it kind of reminds you not not exactly the same, but it kind of reminds you of Watt and Dupree, just these two mm. different skilled edge rushers, just destroying. You know, O lineman and getting to the QB, two different rushes with different skill sets. Uh, Michigan's all time single season sack leader with 14 sacks. Just the urgent, explosive physical force. And he's just getting constant pressure, like you said. I mean, you said it all. It, it, it is, he, he's got the backside pursuit, which is reminiscent of TJ Watt. But he, he, he is different. He's, he's slightly more physical, more powerful, it seems. But maybe that's a college thing and maybe that he'll be downgraded. I mean, in terms of, of negatives i mean he's not going to give you much in coverage he's probably he's probably more suited to to a kind of four three sort of s- traditional yeah. you know dn yeah, but I, I think you yeah. could you could play him in any system i think he's versatile enough you could put him out there you know dupree perhaps wasn't necessarily suited to a three four outside he was perhaps more of a dn you know mm. so um i'd like to know his arm length his arm length doesn't look as as long as it could be, he seems taller than long. He's got like a kind of slightly weird body. I mean, it's it's powerful, powerful body. Um, but I don't, I don't think he's going to be that kind of getting the swats and tips that 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 TJ Watt does. I don't think he's that kind of guy. Um, and and sometimes you do see the motor drop off a little bit after the rush. And and you know, it's not he's not that kind of complete finishes every down at 100 miles an hour. Um, and and really, you know, 2021 was outstanding production and pushed him into this this day. he made a lot of money by by coming back he could have come out last year mm. um so you know is he, is he a one-year phenom but I, I don't think so i i think he's worthy of number one overall I, i'd be harsh pushed to 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 look him over i mean i, I love him absolutely absolute plays like a hurricane i mean you, you're getting an, a physical force who wants to gush next <laughs> line up boys <laughs> this way someone's gonna be like, I hate him. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's it's yeah, I think I think it's fair to say he's consensus. I think the only and I, I say the word knock very loosely is he's probably at the combine, he's probably not gonna test phenomenally, but mm. but that again are we being overly critical? Absolutely. Um I think the play speaks for itself. It, the, the combine can give you as many stats and metrics as you want, but uh, you know, watch him get three three sacks against Ohio State, and tell me, tell me then, and I'm, I'm only going to fo- focus on the combine numbers. Um, yeah, elite, elite, elite. The only reason he doesn't go first overall is if uh, you know team picking first doesn't prioritize that position. It's the only reason I can see him uh, dropping. But I, when I say dropping, I he's, if he's not in the one, he's two. Surely, must be. Yeah, and I mean, there's someone tape, who has him at fifteen is, to one. Yeah, he, he, he strikes well, me as a guy who's going to absolutely punish at any team that doesn't draft him. 
<laughs> it's just going to be embarrassing. Can I be the guy that doesn't yes. say I hate him, but okay. says I don't get it? Okay. Whoa. Don't get it. Don't get it. And this is probably my crowning, you know, end of podcast career. But never mind. You're out of here. <laughs> um, so my headline was "Lanky Dancing Bear with Ragdoll Arms." <laughs> wow. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna have it. Here. Get that name on a t-shirt. <laughs> Right, so um, uses height well, long armed. Yep, get that. Awareness of the play is where we should be most of the time. Keeps his head up. Um, I've, I've wrote about a lot of these guys when they keep the head up in the run game. It allows them to see the the rusher that's coming through, and he's got enough length that he can get there. He's got quick feet, good foot movement, driver motor to disengage blockers. Um, when he's working outside and around the guy, he can't get through the guy. He has to go kind of around. Um, and go kind of a lot further around to get either under or over the guy's arms a lot of the time. Um, less convincing on the inside, but he does use his sort of dancing feet to move opponents' balance to the wrong place. Um, higher state, I watched that game. Um, third and goal sack on the oh, third and goal sack on the first quarter. He got underneath the tackle, did well. Um, when in the backfield, has a lack of elite pursuit speed to be able to get to a quarterback. Um, he got, as I say, tackles in the run game. The second um, sack against Ohio State, I'm crediting that to Ajabo as much as anything else. Um, CJ Stroud stepped up into the collapsing pocket, but the pressure on that actually came from Ajabo, who was very noticeable at times on a lot of the Hutchinson tape, to be fair. And I think Ajabo's potentially... Um, obviously, if Thibodeau's still there, I'd take Thibodeau as number one, but I think I'd have Ajabo as number two. And, and possibly a red star as well. Um, third sack for Hutchinson was a lot more convincing. In the third quarter, he made the guy lose balance. It was a big inside move on a previous play, and then he won the third sack on the outside. Two quick foot movements. Um, change of feet, momentum straight towards the quarterback, winning the tight pocket. I agree with consistent pressure as, as the game went on. Um, he's got different pass rush moves. He's got the spin. He's got the bull rush. He's got the swim. Um, very effective on the inside. The the issues I had with him was um, the elite pursuit speed and just the elite kind of top-end speed on short to medium burst wasn't elite. If I'm going number one overall, I want literally everything you can give me. Um, when he's, when you, when you, sorry, when you're talking about pursuit, are you talking about sideline pursuit or are you talking about the backside pursuit, you know, chasing so, down a ball carrier? So if you've got a mobile quarterback or you've got a running back and they're either running forwards or sort of laterally he's, so just, a, he's going to be I, running after them but never get to them because i saw sense. i saw in the zone game where he's 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 got that backside pursuit which is which is what you know tj is excellent at. and I, I saw him do that so it, it's not that is it you're you're talking about lateral pursuit yeah i think i think that's right um when he's fully engaged on a block square on he doesn't seem to have the power to kind of beat an opponent he's very good when he's getting around the sides, and I think that's due to his kind of arms and his kind of manoeuvrability. But when he's square on, a tackle is going to keep him and own him, and he's not doing nothing on that particular play. Um, it's too tall to change direction quickly when he's in the open field, when a running back or a wide receiver has the ball. But I get that's kind of a limited criticism because you wouldn't necessarily expect him to do that. Um, the Georgia game was interesting. Um, Jamarie Salter, who's 6'4", 325, offensive tackle, he kept him tied up in the orange ball. Um, Hutchinson had zero sacks, three tackles, one for loss. 
And James Cook, the running back, which we spoke about last week or the week before, did really well in that game as well, to be fair. So that's worth watching. But um, Hutchinson's lack of pursuit speed really showed in the second quarter. There was a nice inside move that he does, but he just couldn't catch the quarterback. And he got a first down um, on a sort of rushing play. Um, and ended up getting about 23 yards. So I, I see the hype. I see some of the good things, but he doesn't look strong enough. He doesn't have that elite kind of pursuit speed. And I know the kind of the in or out thing is if it's in the fourth round, you know, he's still there. Obviously, yeah. he'd be in in that circumstance. But top three, top five, hmm, I've got question marks personally. Okay, fair enough. So you're out if he's in the top three, which is probably where he's going to go. Yeah. It's one of these. I wonder if he needs to do some of the uh, NFL peanut butter and uh, mm. you know go in the weight room and and that might change things. I don't know. I think you could say that about all these guys though. I think they all look a little bit. You know, they're they're they're, they're draft kids. They're not. None of these yeah. guys are really. Yeah, potentially. But weirdly, I'm a lot higher on a Jarbo than I am Hutchinson, which is interesting. Okay, we'll get on to him in a minute, Dave. Uh, I'm, I mean, I can only really, really echo what you guys are. Uh, I think I'm a little bit higher on uh, the Oregon lad. It is Kibido, right? I am saying it right. Kibido. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm maybe not as uh, I'm not, not as ready to put a poster on my bedroom wall as Sai is. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, the, the big thing, I, I sort of make a few notes of each guy that I watch. And so, the, the, like Sai said, the, the constant pursuit, just sort of like a. Yeah, it's like a sniffer dog. He sort of has a sense of where the ball is, where the ball carrier is, and just gets after them. That pursuit is is pretty. It's great. Imagine having him and TJ pursuing guys constantly, but it ain't gonna happen because he's nowhere nowhere near, and it's not a priority for Steelers pick. So, and I'm not even entirely sure he's a scheme fit. He strikes me more of a four three, the end kind of guy. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I agree with you. So. Are we all in apart from Ketz or is anyone on Ketz Island? I'm definitely in. Oh, gotcha. I think Ketz is a man alone today. On that Robinson one. Crusoe over there. The entire NFL and all professional scouting people are on the other <laughs> island. I understand that, but I'm making my stand, planting my flag. Oh, you better, you better, you better hope he sucks in the NFL now, Ketz, because you're, yeah. you're going to look great. <laughs> if he sucks in the NFL, someone like discovers this podcast at some point in the future, there's a career in it for me. <laughs> this guy knew. Uh, and sorry, do you want to steal Red Star or no? Yeah, I feel like Ketz's, um, you know, disdain has given me an in here to to say, <laughs> F you, Ketz. He's the strongest man alive. <laughs> Do it. Red Star! It's funny, actually. I actually, you know, I, like I put a little thing at the top for each play. I actually wrote um, Hyper Strong He Man Style Heat Seeking Missile. <laughs> he Man. Okay. Uh, who, wants, who wants to start with uh, Old Kayvon then over in Oregon? Dave, you, you said you liked him. Do you want to you have a quick chat? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think he's the better athlete of the two. Um,. He's, he's a slightly lighter. He's about two five eight, six five, same height as uh, as Hutchinson, but it's just um, raw power from this guy. It's um, I mean, there's, if you look through his highlight tape, not that you go up highlight tape for anyone's full analysis or whatever, but like there's one sack where he's basically like pancake the tackle and sack the QB all in one solid movement without touching the floor, which is <laughs> incredible. I don't know how you even do that and keep the momentum going without even having any feet on the floor. He's like Superman. 
But um, but yeah, um, relentless run defender as well. He's not just a guy who can get after the QBs. He's got he's got the strength and and anchor and setting the edge. He's he's got all that all that down. That some of these guys maybe when you go further down become more pure pass rushers or put you know pure run defenders. He's he's got he's he's quite a very balanced uh, kind of guy. Good instincts for the run as well. Um, my page is just frozen, so I can't scroll. No, oh, that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But yeah, I mean, he's uh, I, I, it's working again. Don't worry, don't panic, don't panic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like I say, his, his stats aren't as high as Hutchinson. I mean, you, you, you sort of, if you look at stats purely, um, I don't know how much um, their sort of schedule through the season, through the college seasons, has, has affected that, but. Um, yeah, I, I, to me, he's the the better athlete, and I think he's got the better. He's got the, I think they're, they're both um, sort of high floor guys, but I think he's got the highest ceiling of the two, which made me like him more. Like I say, just that those athletic traits are there more visible and really pop off the off the off the tape for me anyway. But, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, yeah I understand that he's definitely the more athletic of the two. I think maybe because I'm you know. Uh, a naturally rotund man. Maybe I err towards the less athletic of the two. Um, but like... So Hutchison six six two six five. That's what I've got, and I've, we've got Thibodeau at six five two five eight. Is that what you guys got? Yeah, I've got six five yeah. for both, but maybe I'm got dodgy sources. I don't know. We never know until we come by. Sriracha. Sriracha. And come back. Um, yeah, I think that with these two, though, it really is. It's a traits versus technique kind of classic argument, right? I mean, he is the more traitsy guy. He's got that elite first step explosiveness. He, he moves way too fast for a dude at his size. He's he's that prototypical body type. He's got the length. Um, he's got elite bend around the edge, which, you, you know, you're maybe not going to get from uh, from Hutchinson. That's not his game. But I just think it's the technical... And this isn't a conversation about Hutchinson, so I will not go on about him every single time we talk about a different player, but... <laughs> It's the technical aspects of what he does in the game. It's the hand usage. It's, it's the NFL readiness stuff, along with the you know the drive and the power that, that attracts me to him. Whereas I think Thibodeau, the reason that uh, I mean I'm still very high on him. You know, if Hutchinson wasn't there, I'd be happy with him as the number one pick or, or there and thereabouts. But um, he's just not technically well rounded yet. There's, there's always a gap there as you go to the NFL where you just need to project, right? And I think there's a little bit more projection there for Thibodeau than there is for Hutchinson. Um, like you said, Dave, perhaps, although maybe I'll defer to Mike on this, but perhaps not dominated to the level that you'd expect in, in all the games that I watched and supposedly by uh, some of the numbers as well. I don't know. Mike, is that fair or is that unfair? Yeah, I, think, I mean, if you're going to compare the season to between the two lads, then absolutely, you know, you're, uh, you're the apple of your eye. Hutchinson is uh, way above and beyond. I mean, if, if Kayvon Thibodeau came out, if he, if he decided to sit out the whole of the season, I mean, I, I remember his name being mentioned, you know, November 2020 as watch this guy mm. when he ever decides to come out because this guy's special and and, and uh, yeah genuinely genuinely think he is I, I, I think yeah last year's tape is going to be better than the most recent season but you've got to, you know, can't argue with what he has put on tape in the past so he warrants the sort of hype that he's getting as a as you know as a top five player why didn't he kick on kick on in 2021 Injuries was it a little bit injured, wasn't he? I mean, or was it the fact he saw a lot of double and triple teams? 
it, it's going to be that. And actually, to, to to go back to size at the apple of size eye, it's <laughs> one of the reasons why I think Hutchinson had a bit of a bad game against Georgia because they schemed away from him. A lot of tight end chips, a lot of quick passes away from his direction. And I think they would have done the same with Thibodeau as well. A lot of a lot of extra extra eyes were put on him. And we, we see that with TJ Watt, right? I mean, we've seen games where TJ Watt's been minimised by the game plan and usually that plays into your hands in some other area of the field, as, as upsetting as it might be to TJ Watt's sack record that <laughs> he can't get too involved in the game. But we, you see it, so um, I can't knock either of these guys too much for that. But um, yeah, what do you think of Tibidogga? Well, I'm interested to know where, uh, where, where it is on Ketz Island. Oh, yeah, so um, Thibodeau, I love his reaction time. He moves literally as the ball is snapped. Not after he's moving, as that centre's hand is going back, bang, he's off. He's reacting quicker than anybody else on the field on, on either offence or defence. He's, you know, tenacious, high-effort pass rusher, combination of speed, power, ability to cut at speed, move inside is dangerous, his ball rush is sublime, Um Pressure on the quarterback consistently. He's overpowering sizable tackles, which was one of my, you know, Hutchinson complaints. Um, I think Thibodeau's strength in his upper arms and upper body is just crazy. Um, you know, he pushes guys backwards and, and consistently out of balance a high percentage of the time. He can disengage blocks. Um, he does that thing I like where he keeps his head up, identifies the play. If it's a running play, makes the tackle. Um, good vision, good intelligence. Um, he's got a, a sort of a tendency to push an opponent up vertically using his length that puts them off balance and, and kind of fully extended. And as soon as they're kind of up and fully extended, he can then cut underneath and get to where he needs to get to, whether that's the quarterback, the running back or, you know, whatever they're doing. Um, he's explosive through the line of scrimmage. He can be through the line of scrimmage in, in two steps at times, creates havoc. Um, there was a fourth and one play where he tackled the running back before the running back had even completed the handoff from the quarterback. Um, I watched the California tape, two solo tackles, three assisted, one sack. What's the UCLA tape? Eight tackles, four and a half for loss, two sacks and one forced fumble. He takes the ball away from people. And that's something I think at the NFL level, which is really important. Um, he doesn't just look to tackle the guy or, or put the guy on his ass. He's always looking for the football and trying to take it away. Um, um, there was a rushing play where he, he kind of held the rusher and used a sort of suplex type move. It was one of them kind of Joe Hayden. He's nowhere near it kind of plays against the Titans. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it was, that's a horrific impression. Better than mine. I tried to do better <laughs> than that, but that's the one. <laughs> and um, when he was in one of these, uh, I know how Cy likes interviews. So I listened to one of his pro football talk interviews and he likes his style of play to uh, one NFL defensive player of the year, Trent Jordan Watt. Um, he's versatile. He's open. You know, he can run in the open field. He can set the edge. He can do the pass rushing. He understands four downs of football. Um, there was a couple of things on the sort of negative side. Um, there was a targeting call against Stanford, but looking back at that play, it's one of them where I think he's, both his arms were up and going for the football, launched off one foot, so he was slightly off balance, and his head kind of went into the quarterback. But admittedly, the quarterback was being hit by kind of the other edge from the other side. Just one of them, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt of that personally. Um, there was an ankle sprain where he missed two and a half games, but yeah, he's a solid guy. Draft him, forget about him. Look at who you're going to draft in the second round. 
It's interesting because he is like the yin to the Hutchison yang. Like mm. Hutchison is your, your your physical force, your straight line power, your, your aggression. Yeah. This guy is your upside athletic speed rusher who has just got so much length and knows how to use it. He just he launches at the QB. He, he's not even that sort of traditional bendy edge guy. He's like this sort of spearing, long-armed guy that just gets through people and, and uses his length in, in, any, in any way he needs. He creates a lot of pressure, and he was moved all over the formation. Yeah. I just – I have questions, though, man. I, I'm not – I put on the tape, and I was expecting to be blown away. And I actually watched him first. I watched him before Hutchison, so this wasn't biased based on, on how much I love the Hutchison tape. Um. I thought I thought I I thought I saw a lack of power for his size. Um, I didn't see much bull rush. I thought it's all speed. I didn't I didn't see as much bend as I was expecting. Um, he does look comfortable dropping. So the, you know the athletic the athleticism is there. The movement skills are there. Um, did you watch the Washington game? I thought um, he whiffed on quite a few tackles and one that led to a touchdown. This was twenty one, so this wasn't his best year. You know he's he's better better ahead uh, in twenty. I, I'm not 100% about his block shedding at all. And, and I don't see him physically dominating at college, which is what like what you were saying, Ketz, about the pursuit speed of Hutchison. I, I want a guy that just dominates, and I don't see him dominating. Um, I saw him getting pushed around on the edge, see him losing at a point of attack, and I'm not sure he's a finisher. So I've got some names here, just, just to bear in mind, right? And I, I can see the upside with him, and I can see, you know, and, and we're talking about drafting a guy, maybe top three picks, right? So... This, this is what you're dealing with. Um, obviously, he's a great prospect. If he fell down to even 10 or whatever, you, you'd run the card straight up. But we're talking about, you know, is he, is he a, you know, one of your top two edge rushers? Here's some other names for you. 2020, Caleb Von Chasen. 2019, Cleland Farrell. 2018, Taco Charlton, very own Steelers guy. 2015, Dante Fowler, Vic Beasley. 2013, Dion Jordan, Zeke Ansel, and Barkevius Mingo. Now, I, this guy could be, you could put him in with those. The one guy that you could also compare him to is Von Miller. So there's 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 one hit out of all those names where this this guy could be linked in that in that same sort of group. And I think the hit rate is low. So I, I I'm I'm out on Thibodeau in, in the price that you're gonna have to pay for him. Interesting. Out. Out. If, in, if you're gonna have to go yeah, if you're gonna talking about top five. Yeah, yeah. Apologies if people were tuning in expecting a boring. Yeah, we're in on the top guys. Oh uh, yeah, this, is, this has got this has got uh, testy at the top. I know we got we got disagree. I didn't see this coming. Um, so it's interesting, Gab. They actually call PFF. You know, PFF do the uh, the comparison. Uh, mm. Raw Miles Garrett. What do you think of that? Don't see that. Don't see that. No. I was gonna because I was gonna say to you. Do you think that the 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 TJ Watt Miles Garrett debate has played into how these players have ended up being ranked? <laughs> Mm, maybe, yeah. Mm, it's interesting. It's interesting. I see. I see. I see. Garrett. Yeah, Rora is maybe explains it. I see Garrett as more accomplished, more yeah, more of a football yeah. player than yeah, this guy. I agree. Even coming out, the traits are exciting though. I mean, the rare traits. So they you, are, you they can are. certainly see the the. And this is the thing, right? I feel like historically, I don't know. Actually, when we're looking at guys that aren't QBs that went, you know, number one or, or the very top of the draft. Have they historically been the more traitsy guys or the more polished guys? I'd have thought they'd be the more traitsy guys, right? So, mm. I don't know. Wonder it's if... a mix. I'd say the Bosas, they went quite high, didn't they? And they yeah, that's true. They were more more of your Hutchison sort of type. Mm. 
maybe the clownies were more more physical. So are you guys all in? I guess you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm going to settle on in, yeah. I think there might be a lot yeah. of in for me today. Jets <laughs> um, is clearly in. Mike, I'm you in? in? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm in on KT. The only, uh, just one comment I'd mentioned, uh, Daniel Jeremiah put his uh, most recent mock out and he had he had Thibodeau down at eight. Hmm. And I think Todd McShay from ESPN came out and said that he had spoken to a couple of personnel guys and they weren't overly convinced on him. Now, of course, you take that with a pinch of salt because if someone like Atlanta at eight wants a player like that, then you drop those little rumours and hope and he falls. But for someone like Todd McShay, who has a lot of, you know, a lot of credit in the bank with this sort of stuff, to come out and make comments like that, it may, you know, maybe there's something behind the scenes that we don't know. Maybe he's not a great interviewer, for example. Yeah, I have heard little teeter into that, and and of course, as you know, Mike, he has his own cryptocurrency. Is that a question, Mike? Red flag. <laughs> oh, massive red flag. Minting his own crypto. Mm. I wouldn't invest in it. Okay, <laughs> I would invest in the Aiden <laughs> Hutchinson crypto though. So if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> The Hutch coin. Yeah, Hutch coin. Um, okay, now, Ketz, you mentioned him already, so I think we should probably just go there first and then we'll go for the rest of the class. David Ajaba, do you want to talk on him? Yeah, please. Um, so this guy, um, born in Nigeria, moved to Aberdeen at the age of seven and then over to the States, age 17. Um, he's played basketball. He had 35 um, college offers, but picked Michigan because it reminded him of Scotland in terms of the weather, which is quite <laughs> cool. This guy... Um, and I think as I've gone through these sort of processes and, and these kind of learning things, I've kind of, in terms of the the power guy or the speed guy, I'm a lot more about the speed guy. I think that's something I, I value quite highly. Um, Ajabo himself will take the ball away from you. He makes a strip sack, a speciality, mm-hmm. um, constantly targeting the opponent's arms or the football itself. Um, he took the ball away in the Michigan State rivalry game in the fourth quarter. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I give him credit for some of Hutchinson's um, sort of sacks, the second one against Ohio State. Um, Ajaba had a lovely sack in the fourth quarter of the Ohio State game as well. Um, he uses a spin move quite well as well. He used it the play before the sack and then got a nice angle on the left tackle and beat him on an outside combination of both speed, power, bend and explosiveness as well to get round to the quarterback for this sack. Um, also had another sack the very next play as well against Ohio State after he got that one in the fourth quarter. Um, speed off the edge looks really exciting to me. He's had quite a limited college career, um, only a junior, six games as a sophomore and only became a starter in 2021. So in terms of the tape and in terms of uh, kind of what we're looking at, it's, it's quite limited. Um, lovely spin move against Washington, the same against Indiana. Um, on the Indiana, the ball came out as well, and Michigan recovered it. Uh, he got good motor, good determination against Nebraska, worked outside, then sort of sidestep and worked inside for a sack as well. Run game, um, he was playing against the 10-2 and two Iowa team, um, held up against the right tackle. He kept his vision down towards where he expected the ball to be, disengaged the blocker and made the tackle for loss. This guy, for me, his ceiling is potentially um, sort of D-Roy, maybe an argument towards D-point in the future. I think he's got a really high ceiling. He's got elite instinct. Um, the only downside I've got on him, as a potential question mark, is explosiveness, and specifically his reaction time. He looked quite slow on some of the Hutchinson tape in terms of his get-off, but I think that's because I just watched Thibodeau 
kind of a couple of plays before. So maybe that's a, a slightly unfair comparison. But for me, my red star is between Ajabo and Thibodeau. And I'm going to go with Ajabo because I think he actually... I think if Ajabo wasn't on the Michigan team, I don't know if Hutchinson's productivity would have been quite as high. So uh, he's my red star. Nice. And uh, and I brought him up, Kets, because uh, he would have been my red star if I wasn't allowed in Hutchinson. <laughs> so, so, allowed. Yeah. So I'm on board with you um, and everything you've said. I mean, I think with him, it's all about how much you, you believe that he can improve. Sort of looking at his growth. I mean, he's played one year, really, of, of relevant football. Hmm. And, and looking at the growth in that one year and the work he's done to even get there, I mean, it's hard to bet against him, right? Improving even further when you get to the NFL. So, uh, you know, I love a guy like this. Um, what I did think when I was watching him, though, was, man, he looks like a Raven. Like, this just feels like the kind of guy the Ravens would go after. And then, after thinking that, I couldn't believe it because I was watching the video on him. It turned out he played with Jason Owe, and the reason that he played football was because Jason Owe used to be a basketball player on his team in high school and then switched to football and was so successful because of his athletic traits that he did it too. And I was like, that's so strange that <laughs> I literally thought he looks like a raven and then uh, that's exactly who he sort of fashioned his, his game after. So, Oh, see, now I can't root for him, can I? I know, I'm, I'm really, sorry. really happy with that guy. And just sorry. Ruined him. <laughs> He's a big Jason <laughs> Oe fan, but I like him more than Oe, or at least I did, I did last year, and Oe's been a great success this year, right? So um, he's still a baby in football terms, 560 career snaps. He, he is going to be one of those first-round project guys so you're going to have to settle in with that, but I think he could, you know, I think he could make an impact early. I think he's he's got such such special elite traits and such good. I mean, first of all, the the the, the forced fumbles, Kets, as you mentioned, always attacking the ball. I mean, I absolutely love that. Yep. Um, but I mean, surprisingly good, efficient hand usage for such a, a raw player. Guys played so little football. He seems like actually te- like fundamentally better than a lot of these guys that have been playing football for four or five years. So. Uh, or even yeah. longer, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very into him. I think he's got a very unique upside, and I think he's a guy who, uh, you know, he has, he has the potential to be, lo- you know, we're looking at this in a year and saying, why wasn't this the guy that we were all into? Mm. I, th- I tell you where he's going to look good. He's going to look good doing drills at the combine. Mm. He's that guy that's going to look great coming around a bag with the dip and rip, you know? Yeah. It's interesting as well, because if he's a, a kind of a pass rush two for somebody, then if a scheme or a, a kind of team is looking at its kind of week's business and going, okay, we've got to watch out for, you know, pass rush one guy and we'll go to the other side. Actually, I think in that scenario, Ajabo is going to make a killing. And perhaps that's why he did with, with Hutchinson, I don't know. But uh, I just I just think he's got something about him. Well, that's what scares me to death, right? Can you imagine if the Ravens did draft him and they played him opposite away and we had whatever bloody tomato can we've rolled out at right tackle and left tackle next year? Dear God. Tomato It'll be a, a massive. Where is this tomato can? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit harsh on Dunmore Jr. <laughs> uh, that was not a shot at any it specific point. So. Yeah, yeah, thank you. But, oh, dude, I just don't know how they're going to deal with it. Anyone want to anyone wanna say anything bad about a job, Um Well, the, the only real thing that's a negative, and it's not... It's not an all the time thing. It's just it's a sometimes thing that I don't always love him versus the run. Mm. Like he's sort of whether it's between the ears, like he's not diagnosing quick enough and he gets tied up in um, in blocks where he shouldn't be, or it's just him not being able to disengage 
uh, in a block and get after the ball carrier. He just sort of seems to get tied up. But then if he gets it right, he's fine. But it's it, maybe it is between the ears thing. Maybe it is because he's not been. I don't think he's been playing as long as, um, as some of these guys have at the, this position. And it just sort of feels like he just doesn't. Yeah, he, he just doesn't feel the the guy coming towards him sometimes, or, or, or know where the ball carrier is going necessarily. And doesn't just it's that, it's a split second thing. But it just just doesn't recognise it fast enough and ends up tied in a, tied up in a block. And before you know it, he's been washed out of the play completely but then he gets it right sometimes. And that's something that will get cleaned up in NFL training, but it just, yeah, that's that's a little bit of a concern. I've got to say, it's something that co- crops up again and again in this class, actually, is that a lot of them are just excellent pass rushers and not not as good against the run. It's almost like copy and paste with a lot of these dudes. I don't know if it's a trend. It's the, the, it's like the, the, the guys that can rush the passer are getting the snaps and they're the ones that are developing. And the, the sort of traditional run, you know, run defenders aren't getting getting so much action in college. I don't know, but seems yeah. to be a, a, a constant theme. I, I did like what I liked about him. He's so smooth, like for, like you say, for for a guy that's only got one year of production, he he just he just glides around and he's he's always he's got the the inside spin, like you say, but he's always fighting for the angles to the you know, it's, it's just a threat to spin or change direction of rush at any time. He's just got amazing agility, natural pass rusher, great effort. Uh, do, do you think he's a fit for the Steelers? No, probably not. And the reason I say that is the Steelers would want a player who plays better in Rundy. Yeah. I think that's where, I mean, again, we're not going to be picking where he's projected to go, but I think he's got, he's probably too raw for what the Steelers expect out of their edge rushers. Mm. But remember, this was a team that drafted Quincy Roche, who was, who was, uh, you know, that was basically his MO, wasn't it? Just purely pass rush. He had one good, decent club move and that, that you know, that, I think he fell, so they took him, but I do think he looks, he looks good out of a two point stance. So you could see him. I, I don't see the burst out of the three point stance. Maybe prove me wrong, but, um, so I, I do think they could use him as a sort of just a you know straight out of the gate as a situational pass rusher and, and see if he develops as a run a run D. But yeah, I'm not sure. But I, I'm in on the guy. What what do you think about him, Mike? You haven't really gone. What do you, what do you think? I, I think my and and totally get the points we talk about in terms of athleticism and attacking the ball. Five force fumbles, thirteen games. Screams phenomenal. Uh, head on a shoulder for a guy who's only played five, six hundred snaps or whatever it is in total. But my issue is in and around the run game, my issue is of how just how raw he is. And, you know, he's one of those guys where the upside could be phenomenal. But I'd be a little bit nervous for it to, he's not gonna fall to see this, let's be brutally honest here. But for a team with a really, really you know, with a top ten pick to use that on a guy with so little experience in a position which garters so much eyes. I'm I'm just a little bit nervous. And, you know, playing across, you know, um, the love of size life, does <laughs> that, you know, is there the benefit? Well, you know, he, he I know Ketsy mentioned about does Hudgerson get clean up sacks from a Jabba's work? Is it the other way around as well, potentially? arguably because of his lack of experience but all the talk and the hype I've heard I'm, I'm not as sold on him um, and to sound like someone from a popular BBC TV show about dragons uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm out on him Ooh. now that's I mean 
loads of positives, but I there are rushers I prefer. If he falls to the second round, are you still out on him? No. Because I, I, I agree with what you said, and, and I agree you probably won't as well, but it's one of those where if, if people are on the board and they're under pressure in that situation, you could see him falling because of that lack of experience, and I think in that situation, someone's going to pick up a real bargain. Yeah, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to go that far, but and this, maybe it's just my own perception of someone who has played so little ball. Maybe I would like to have. Seen, I mean, if it, I'd love to have seen one more season, one more season without Hutchinson on the other side to see what he would play like. The only other comment I'll, I'll I'll say to sort of close is, can we pray that we don't have Neil Reynolds or NFL UK making. Uh, <laughs> sexy noise is based the fact that he spent some time in Scotland, please. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no need for that, lads. There's no need for that. I already saw one of the comments on one of the YouTube videos I was watching about him was, uh, oh, this is the closest we'll ever get to a UK first round pick. And I was like, oh God, here we go. It doesn't take much for the UK and not latch on to the guy. So, oh, he got off a, a plane once. He had a layover in an airport <laughs> in the UK. So it yeah. makes him technically a UK citizen. So now we're rooting for the guy, you know. Yeah, I'm, ju- I'm just waiting for the NFL UK boys to talk about Drake London. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm kind of with you, Mike, but I think I'm in just just the upside. But mm? I mean, if, if you're talking about a top ten pick, I'm not sure I'm in. But I, I don't th- I don't think he'll be there. I don't know. I think I, I imagine he'll be top twenty. I don't know. Do you think he's going top ten? There's talk of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a quick look and see where Daniel Jeremiah had him in his most recent fifteen. Yeah, that feels about yeah feels about right. If it's that kind of value, I'm in. Okay, sorry. Oh yeah, all the way in. All in. And Kets, I'm guessing you're in since you've read Stardom. Yeah. And Dave, uh, I don't I don't think he's going to go as as high as some people are touting him to be, but I, I'm I'm in. Okay, sorry Dave, I seem to have not recorded your things. You're in on everyone so far. Are you? I think so. If I yeah. Hutchinson, Kibido, <laughs> and Ojabo. Yeah, you're in. Okay, good. Don't know why I did fail to record you there. All right, who's next? Uh, Mike, you up next? Um, yep, that's absolutely fine. So, next guy I was a little bit annoyed about. I think I spoke to Steel City about this um, in that I scouted him. He was, he was a senior ball guy and scouted him before the senior ball. Absolutely loved him. And then he dominated the senior bowl, everyone jumped on the hype train, and I was left looking like I was picking up sloppy seconds. Um, <laughs> Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State absolutely hit me with a red star drop. Red star! Slight delay. Um, <laughs> two years Sorry, I was at, uh, pick, doing something. Sorry. <laughs> You're grand. <laughs> Two years at Georgia before the FSU transfer, 17 and a half sacks in 2021 as a starter. Total production. Um, just looking at the, the, the games that I saw, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Miami, eight and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. No, excuse me, uh, five and a half sacks. Excellent length. Speed to power conversion is phenomenal, especially when 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 pursuing the hands up and straight in the middle of the lineman puts them on the back burner uh, gets into the pads really well of the old lineman good bend around the edge I like one, one of the key areas I quite look at looking at these edge rushers is the use of 
pass rushing techniques, and I think he's got these in spades. Bull rush, spin move, swipe move, uh, chop, absolutely has that. I, if I was to knock him a wee bit, could do a little bit better disengaging in in the run game. But some some of the plays I've seen out of him are absolutely phenomenal. So he's going to be a you know he's going to be a top five edge rusher for me in this um, uh, in this in this draft. Top twenty, top fifteen pick, very comfortable. What do you say is his elite sort of? What if you had to sum him up in in one sentence? What would you say that is? Pass rush technique. I don't. I don't think he's not as quick off the line as 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 Thibodeau, for example. He might be. He might not be as strong off the line as as Aiden Hutchinson. But I love his mix. How many times do we watch a, a an edge rusher and they get to the lineman and they just look like they've run into them? They don't. They, it doesn't look like they have a plan. He looks like he's coming with a plan, and I love to see that because that's. That's where you make money in the NFL. Isn't just, you know, not everyone's going to be able to bull rush. And there are tackles there like Trent Williams, for example. You you can't go through a guy like that. So you need what 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 else is in the arsenal? Yes, speed's great. Yes, power is great. But you need to have more. I think this guy has that. Yeah, that's interesting because I've, I've definitely got that. I definitely saw rushing with a plan. Everything I've got is good. Good, 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 good. Good length, good in coverage, good strength, holding edge, you know, good tackler. Um, he was, you know, it, I, I haven't got anything great, and, and I just noticed that after I, I looked at my notes, I was like, "What? What is it about him?" I, I, I like the, I like the whole package. I, I like, I like the look of him. I like the fact he started off playing as an off-ball linebacker, and that, and that shows up in the coverage, right? So he's, you know, he's a great tackler or a good tackler. I've got here. Um, it still feels like he's, he's learning the position a little bit. Doesn't have the instincts that you want. But and was kind of a, a one-year breakout guy, right? Um, but yeah, it's solid footballer, definitely solid player, and I, I, I'm in on the guy. But I just think the hype that he's getting now after the Senior Bowl is is scary. But you know, 14 sacks, ACC Defensive Player of the Year, good length. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot to like here. Hype on the Senior Bowl is one thing, um, but if we just take this guy back a few years, he was on Last Chance U. This is literally a guy that's had to work harder than pretty much anybody to get into this position. He took responsibility for his failure. He's a very humble kind of guy, and I, I just I think he just deserves this shot as much as anything else, more more than you know a number of the other guys that are in this class. Um, I agree with what Mike says in terms of his his kind of pass rushing ability. Um, the thing that I liked in the senior bowl was um, they, they did the kind of one-on-one drills and he went up against Evan Neal and he went over the guy, under the guy, around the guy. He did it all. And, and Evan Neal's potentially one of the top picks, you know, in this draft. So, you know, I think there's perhaps a little bit of lacking some refinement, but he's going to get that when he gets up to the NFL level. He perhaps relies on physicality to win some of the time, but very tenacious, high effort guy, good motor, keeps head up, good pursuit speed. Um, you know, Mike's mentioned all the the kind of different pass moves that he has, and he takes the ball away as well, which is, as I mentioned, something I look for: speed, explosiveness, tenacity. Very easy to draft for me. I, I used a word, an adjective to describe him, which I've never used about anyone before, which was lithe rusher. I'm not even sure what that means, but I wrote it down watching his tape. Dave, do you like Jermaine? Lithe is like um, the 
slippery, right? That's like yeah. a slippery thing. Yeah, like slippery, like gets gets through, gets finds the gap and just like wiggles through. Gets skinny. And mm. I don't know. Is that a, yeah? I, I guess, I guess that's a more normal draft scouting term. What do you think of him? Yeah, no, I was. I'm with Mike. I, I was. I didn't. I've not red starred him purely because I don't. I don't think now he's going to be anywhere near the Steelers' radar. I think he's he's improved his stock so much with that senior bowl that he's going to be nowhere near the Steelers even looking at him. I think they're just going to assume that he's going to be off the board. Um, but yeah, I, I, the, the first thing I've got written down is, is rushes with a plan. He's, he's, it's like he's got the, the tool belt on and he's got every every move ready to go in there. He can just pull them out when he's ready, you know. Um, I mean, but yeah, the, the concern is, I think that's this is what put me off him. Like you said, Gabby, he's sort of a one-year breakout guy. He's gone from having, was it 14 tackles to having 70 and he's gone from having uh, four sacks in 2020 to having 12. It's just been boom out of nowhere. And I, I get it, he maybe he's probably had a lot more game time, but it's just sort of yeah, he's he just appeared out of out of nowhere. And is that going to transfer? Is that just a one-year thing in college? I, I don't know. It, is um, that's the thing that concerned me a bit and put me off the red star as well as, as I say, I'm, I'm sort of looking more at for red star. I'm looking more at who would, who do I think the Steelers are going to, going to be drafting mm. rather than who do I think is the best player in this or the, the one that's whatever we discussed for red star every week. Um, but yeah, I, I like the guy. Um, just the, the one year breakout is, is the concern for me. It's interesting. It's interesting that his, he was an off ball linebacker because his I think his athletic profile he would be an elite uh, athlete at the off-ball linebacker position. I'm not sure that his his athletic profile matches up to being an edge rusher. It's quite interesting. It's like a sort of almost a mismatch. But he's an interesting player, and I I, I like his versatility in, in 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 through his athleticism. And I think he would work as a you know a Steelers three four outside linebacker. Definitely definitely a fit, and I'm in. But um. Interesting, slightly different prospect to some of these other guys. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm with you, Gav. Um, where I, I would say I'm, I'm tentatively in, but uh, not as in as Mike is what I wrote. <laughs> 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 well, I, I actually had like a very similar thought process to you, Gav, where I thought, yeah, good, but uh, I think when Mike had hyped me up to a point where I was expecting uh, maybe, maybe uh, something else, but. Uh, yeah, I, one thing I don't know you've mentioned. Uh, very good in the run game. I like I like his read and react speed mm. and the great IQ in the run game. It seems like uh, at the very least, what I'll say, probably the main reason why I'm in. I think you'll get uh, a very good three down run defender, even if he doesn't end up troubling the passer as, as well as he did in, in this last year in the NFL. I think he's going to provide uh, sort of good, you know, above average starter value. So. Yeah, completely agree. He's very well rounded. He's not one of these just a pass rush guys. He's 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 a football player, right? He's yeah. he's, he's going to bring quite a few things to your team. Definitely. I mean, like he's one of those guys. That if he was later rounds, you'd say ideal special teamer. He's better than that, but he's one of those just just a football player through and through. So uh, so so I'll go in. Yeah, I'm in too. Anyone out? Kets, you're in. Firmly in. Yep. Dave, you're in. Yeah, I'm in. That is, he's the first consensus in guy. Now that's in, wow. that says yeah. a lot, doesn't it? That's interesting. I was going to say, mate, everyone's in on him, but are you upset by the general feeling of malaise? Ah, uh, no, no. Look, as you say, we're all in, so oh, not going to have too many complaints. Yeah, as long as Ketz hasn't ravaged your favourite player. 
What if these guys, <laughs> these guys defined it as in-ish, as, as in-ish. you tried to get away with last week? <laughs> Not allowed that. <laughs> nope, Ketz will tell you straight away. <laughs> okay, right. um, next. next? Is it me? Oh, yeah, I think so. I don't know one. Uh, now, this guy, I'm, I really don't know who to red star, and this is one of my candidates. Um, so I'm going to be decided by you guys. There's another another guy that is ahead of this guy, but I love this guy. Um, George Karlaftis out of Purdue. 6'4", 275. So that's you know, he's quite heavy for his height. Thick, powerful frame. And again, aggressive play style. He, he's the second most aggressive dude after Hutchison, I think. But he's got great pass rush moves. He wrecks up the middle as well as outside. Bull rush. I mean, he's bull rushing, you know, big college tackles. And he gets around the edge with a bit of technique. He defeats hands. He squeezes down well in the run game. He kind of explosion out of three-point stance. I think <clears throat> he moves pretty well for his size, his, his height. Um, despite that, he, he manages to get low and get under pads in bull rush. He's got a high floor, I think. Coming immediately as your number three and can be moved around. Um, in terms of negatives, I don't think he sheds as well as Hutch. Um, he's got okay bend for his frame, but he's not bendy. He's, like, he's a little bit more on the sort of stiffer side, sort of trying to go through a guy. Um, not the best length. Gets stood up a little bit at times. And again, he's probably better in a four, as a 4-3 than a 3-4. But you could say that about Highsmith. So I'd see him in a sort of like Highsmith role for the Steelers. Definitely more that than in the TJ role. But um, sack numbers weren't as high as you'd like. Only five sacks in 2021, but just 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 a physical presence. Uh, the Greek freak, I think he's called. Greek just freak. a strong, yeah, just a strong dude. And I'm very close to Red Star in him. So, so someone talk me out of it. I don't know if I can talk you out of it. Um... I think what what I will say, well because first of all the reason that you would red star him I mean this guy comes into the backfield like a freight train um, these tackles like car crashes right you could hear them from like <laughs> the sound rico- ricocheting through the uh, through the speaker on the TV but um, I, no I'll, I, I've got to echo a lot of the things you like about him what I will say is like you mentioned the production's not there I, I do think maybe strangely he needs to rely on his strength a little bit more I think. There's times where I think he's overcomplicating it, trying to be a different player than he than he maybe is. I don't know if you saw this as well, but just you know, he, he's trying to speak, he's trying to mix in speed rushes, and he's not a speed rusher. He's trying to bend around the edge a lot, and he's not a, a bendy guy. I think with the the power and the frame he's got, I almost want him to just power through there even more than he does. Um, so I think with, with a little polish, I think he is a top fifteen style player to be honest, Gav. But I do think he needs a bit more polish than those top two guys. Yeah, my, my one issue is where where would he play on the Steelers? You, you'd almost be tempted to kick him inside to defensive end, and I don't think yeah. he's tall enough. Yeah. So it, that's that that's my my one thing. I do agree. He'd be a better four a better four three defensive end. Mm. Where's everyone else for this dude? I've I've sort of put him as a as a four three and didn't watch an awful lot of tape. I'm not going to lie, so take my tape with a pinch of salt. But um, but not not that I'm saying going to say anything bad about the guy. But um, yeah, he, he's big, strong, powerful dude. Not as athletic as the other top um sort of first round guys. Um, and that's as far as I sort of watched it. I, I didn't really watch too much more. Cause I just think, didn't think he'd be a be a fit to be honest with you. So fair enough. I, I I did think the same, but I just love the tape of the yeah. player. So I'm in on the guy. I've got him as 
kind of a little bit of a project guy. Um, definitely more on the power side. Um, he does have elite speed and explosiveness off the bend when he needs to. Um, wins pass moves well. Nice chop block to the arm of, of the tackle. Um, he didn't originally jump off the page when I was watching the, the Iowa tape, but as I watched more of the game, he definitely grew into it. And I think he helps his teammates get production as much as anything else due to extreme pressure. Um, he, he tends to come inside with significant power and that kind of just disrupts the whole pocket, um, which is good. And he can sort of use his power to kind of push a sort of a right or a left tackle into the kind of tackle guard gap. And then that helps out both in the pass rush game and in the run game as well, to be fair. Um, the only kind of couple of question marks had is that he loses his balance at times, but I don't know if that's because he's trying to sort of speed rush around the outside, perhaps, you know, if he's more suited to a power game and he's six of that, it'd probably be better. Um, doesn't wrap up effectively at times when he's tackling. Um, but I assume, you know, an NFL coach is going to beat that out of him within the first kind of three or four weeks of him being within a, a franchise building. And, the other question I had was his angle of attack sometimes. There's times where his route to the quarterback is wide open and he just didn't seem to kind of go for the QB or didn't hit the QB when, sort of in my amateurist eyes, he, he, he should have done. So um, he does force kind of quarterbacks out the pocket, which is good. Um, and he can get to a, either a quarterback or a tackle at times nicely. Um, but yeah, many real questions was his balance. Um and angle of attack, really. But, yeah, definitely a guy I'd, I'd draft towards the end of the first round or early in the second. Okay. Mike? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in on uh, George Karloftis. He, f- from a Steelers' perspective, yeah, wh- where do you play him? Do you add him? Do you, do you, what do we say weight-wise? About 275, something like that? Mm-hmm. 275. Um, where, you know, do you ask him to maybe put on a few pounds and... and put his hand in the dirt in a in a defensive end sort of role in a 3-4 would be the probably the preferable scheme I'd have for him. Yeah. Watching the tape, and, and when, the first thing that jumped out to me was the, the games I watched, uh, Notre Dame, Iowa, and Ohio State, good O-lines, or historically good O-lines, and this guy saw a lot of double teams. It was the first thing I saw, which sort of tells you all you need to know right off the bat. Um, you know, how many elite elite college edge rushers are we going to see that can successfully uh, go against double teams? You know, not, not many pros can do that, let alone anyone in college. Um, yeah, hand in the dirt defensive ends, sort of player that I that I see him as. He, he he screams to me as a sort of player who, if he's on your team, he is not going to end up with ten and a half, eleven sacks a season. But he's the sort of fellow who calls himself a nuisance for someone else to to. You know, get all the glory, almost sort of thing. Um, I, I wasn't overly keen on his, his his change direction. I wouldn't argue that was elite, but his the rest of his movement, I haven't got much of an issue with. Massive, massive power. Love that. Yeah, for me, I wouldn't be surprised. I've, I've got him a little higher than you, Kets. Probably top twenty. Okay. Yeah, I can see that as well. To be fair, I'd probably take him above Thibodeau, but that's mm. just me. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Does that mean? Does that mean he's my red star? I, I, I just love the physicality. Sounds like it. It does. I'm still going to hold off though, because I, I still think my <laughs> other guy I like more. So I'm going to hold okay. off. But are we? Are we all in? Anyone out? Yeah, I'm in. 
Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Another consensus in. Yep. We're all in. Okay. Greek freak. Okay. Does that does that ro- rotate you back to me again? That That's five. five. Are there five of us? Yes, it's so. five of us. I think it's you, Sai. Oh, great math. Quick math. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Um, this dude's a big, big, hefty defensive end. I think you'd have to play him at the end. Um, two seven five six five um, frame. Um, plays with fantastic athleticism for his body size. Um, can use his size and power to just eat up double teams and still work his way inside to help against the run. Um, where I think he is a major asset. I think he's a, he's a major asset to the run game, and that's going to provide a high floor, even if the pass rush production doesn't improve. Um, he hasn't set the world on fire with pass rush and production. Eleven sacks in three years, maybe not ultimately his game, and maybe what restricts him from being kind of a, a high first round pick. Probably looking in the second round or, or the end, the back end of the first kind of guy. Um, but the speed to power on his bull rush looks insane when it's at its best. Um, one of the best in the class, um, and was even dropped into coverage on occasion and, and made some sort of acrobatic breakups, which I'm not sure you what I'm doing in the NFL, but. It shows some versatility and athleticism for a 275-pound man to be uh, diving around the field, breaking up passes. Um, I do think he, like I say, the pass rush, I don't... If I had to project out there, I don't think he's ever going to become uh, a high-end pass rusher or, or a numbers-producing pass rusher, which, like I say, probably limits his upside. Um, he plays with more of a tendency to the inside. He isn't going to win with speed and flexibility around the edge. That's not his game. I think he needs to work on the technical side of rushing the passer if he does want to be like a 10-plus sack kind of dude. Personally, I don't see it happening. Uh, and also, I, I kind of found when I was watching a couple of the games, he can disappear for portions. He's not like a constant impact player like the the top couple in this class definitely are. So that's that's where the separation comes for me. Um, it, it's a difficult one for me with a player like this because are you in or are you out? I, I, I like what he brings to the run game. And I think if that's what you're looking for from, from a guy at your DN, you want a guy who's going to be there to... To really impact the pocket and and stop, you know, be be able to to halt the run in its tracks, then this this might be a guy. But uh, I don't see him being a, a regular contributor to the. Well, well, no, he will be a contributor, but not not a high end sack guy, you know, in, in the NFL. So mm. um, I think I think, he'd be, I, I think he'd be on the Steelers board as a as a D end, like a yeah. you know yeah. three four defensive end because he he fits the minimum metric, which is six five. Now he's listed at two seven five. At weight currently, but he played at 290 as a freshman and a sophomore at defensive tackle yeah. before dropping that weight as a junior down to 275. So I wonder if that was soggy weight, you know, and he he, he, need, he, he needed to drop down to 275, and now he can put on some bulk and some mass, you know, some some peanut butter, as Ket said, and um and put on his man body. And I I wonder if this guy would be an awesome, you know, backup to to it and. Hayward, you know, and he's got that versatility, a great first step, great length, good athleticism, solid run defense. So I, I wonder if we should be talking about this guy in the in the D line um, show. But uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I didn't really I, I, know I'm, with that because he's an end. Yeah. So I thought, well, that is edge, it's but then he's not really like a pass yeah. rushing edge. This so. is where the the grey area. I mean, he's definitely yeah. not a refined pass rusher, like you say, but he's an athlete for his size. He needs developing. You know, he wasn't that productive, bit buried on the on the Georgia roster, maybe, you know, for snaps. Mm. So a bit of a projection. But yeah, I, I'm I'm in on the guy. I like him. I, I love his first step and his athleticism and his run D. So yeah. And and his just pursuit speed, as you said, you know, he's versatile. In, in fairness, you make a great point though, which I hadn't really considered. If you double the amount of snaps he played, he played like 
slightly less than Aiden Hutchinson if you double the amount of snaps he played. So that would be 10 sacks to his five if you want to play that game. So maybe a little bit more productive than I gave him credit for. Mm. That, that, that whole front of Georgia was phenomenal. So it's going to be tough to be, you know, that they, they can easily swap players in and out and not drop the quality. So it's unsurprising he didn't have as many snaps as others. Yeah, this is one of these guys that's frustrating. Do you know when you watch these games that's like that aren't the Trayvon Walker versus you're just watching like the Georgia defense? Mm-hmm. It's annoying because like it doesn't tell you if he's on the field. So like, I'm desperately trying to like right, can I see number forty four or whatever it is? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah, those little circles and arrows really help. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the little <laughs> things, guys. Um, I yeah, hope so- you like the videos where they do put the circle and arrow. I should like, you know, I'm not really like I, a liker on YouTube, so I don't you even should, think to do it. Should. I should do it. I know. I should. Definitely. Every time. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I will. From now on. Standard procedure is like the video and then just comment, this guy looks like Left Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one, it's like, oh, Giants in the third round. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be there. Yeah, for Aiden Hodges. It's a sub comment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what do you guys think? You, you in or out? I'm in. I think I said my piece. Who who wants to go next on Trevor Walker? Mike, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in as well. Um, and I've got him down as a yeah hand in the dirt de. He he's a he's a run stopper rather than an elite pass rusher. And for how we've played against the run in the last year or two, yeah, there would be no issues at all taking a player where we are. Again, looking at some of the so where his name's being projected in other. You know, their mock drafts and stuff like that. Daniel Jeremiah actually had him as his edge too. Wow. Going, I want to say fifth. Yeah, yeah, fifth to the giant. Fifth? So, Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Some people, I'm not that high, high on no. him. But I've, I've got, I've got, I, I will be putting, probably sticking around one circle over him. Um. Yeah, very, very. Sort of, sort of player you could see him, see him get in, stick on a few pounds and just let him. Let him attack the ball carrier. Hmm. Dave, you watch him? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was so tempted to be in because he's a guy that I think I'd like. He's sort of that guy you watch the tape and he's like, he's, this guy's angry. It's like he's playing angry, and I think that comes down to the fact that he he plays with so much power and that, that sort of bull rush that he's got down. It, it's, but he's that's all he's got. It feels like that's what he's got. If he doesn't ball rush, he, there's, no, there's nothing else on his tool belt. And he's, pre- he's pretty stiff. When he tries to bend, he looks stiff as a board. I, I kind of feel out on him in that way. But then he's so good against the run because he's sort of that big, strong dude. I think he's he's sort of being misdiagnosed as an edge guy. I think he's he should go back towards the, the middle, be like more of a tackle. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, as an edge prospect, I'm kind of out because I don't think he's going to be a guy rushing the pass in the NFL. So, um, out. I'm out, I think. But well, it's a tentative. It's, it's a tentative out. I'm out-ish. I get you on that, Dave, because I'm, I'm a little bit tentative with the in-out on him because I feel like when we look back on this in a year, Gav, when you read out the, the ins-outs that we all had, <laughs> um, we'll look back and kind of go, well, we don't really remember him making a much of an impact, but that might not be because he, he, was, he was bad. It might just be that on the national stage that we're looking at, maybe we didn't notice the impact that he had for the... I don't know the the Bengals, right? So it, it, it's weird. I don't know. It's it, we just 
he might be a good player, but maybe not one that jumps off the page in the NFL, and therefore is that in or out? Or you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, you're in on him, so well, you're in on everyone so far. That's what I mean. When do I start going out? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you, Kets? I didn't look at him to be honest. I had him under my defensive tackle interior D line section. Oh, so, so return to him in the D line show. Yeah, no report card from from me. I'm afraid. Fair enough. Uh, who you got next, Kets? Uh, right, I'm going to go with my. Um, this is kind of a, a Dave Red Star because it's my Steelers option, st- um, kind of stroke sleeper. That pink star. So is it your? Well, anyway, give us a name <laughs> and then we'll discuss where where he sits. So this is um, Josh Pascal from Kentucky, six three two seventy eight. Um, two thousand twenty one. 24 tackles, 52 in total, 15 tackles for loss, five sacks. He's a great two-down run stuffer. Um, keeps his vision upfield, locates the rusher, explosive get-off. He can be through the line of scrimmage when he needs to be, um, often before an offence kind of realises what's happened. Very powerful, very strong, violent at the point of attack. Um, he's limited in terms of his use. You pretty much use him in and around the pocket. And that's it. He's not going to do anything on the outside, but he's very disruptive between the tackles. Um, he's versatile, can play a number of positions and stances, different pass sort of rush moves, swim, good arm fighting. He's got club moves, sheds block as well. Um, he's got good special teams ability. He blocked a kick against um, Florida with a really big, tall left arm. Um, and just his, his, his kind of size, really. Not many people are going to be able to evade his tackles. Um, he's going to gain from some professional polish, um, but could be ready early on. And if you don't play him in in the sort of first team defense early on, he's going to be used on special teams, and he's going to give an offense something to think about on a snap. So uh, he's my sleeper. Hit your sleeper before I've even hit my red star. I didn't watch this guy, so uh, no, I didn't one, one, one <laughs> no, of the blank names on my list. So, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guess. I have to take your word Not for it. Not to worry, that means he's a sleeper, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> nobody's a, watching the very definition. Yeah, I think Mike. he's. Sorry, go. On. Go. On. I was just going to say, I think I'm, I was just counting down to see. I was like, why have I not watched him? I think he's currently de fourteen on NFL Draft Buzz, which is one of the places where I like try and get the names from to begin with. Um, if PFF don't have them because they don't go that deep. Mike, please tell us you've watched him. I have indeed, and okay. I'm also quite high on him. Oh, well done. To be to be honest with you, um, I'm not going to. I have a feeling I might mispronounce his surname, so I, I'll I'll just say that age from Kentucky. Um, is it not yeah. Pascal? No. What, what, what is it? Why is it? Why are you concerned it about Pascal? that? It's got it's got a strange H in it, which maybe oh, doesn't. Is it, I thought that was silent. Marry up, Pascal. Well, it could be, but it could be Pascal. Pascal hmm. could be, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll skirt that one until I hear someone say. Um, no, no, I, I was I was a big fan of him. Yeah, pop off the line, great speed to power. Um, does overcommit a touch with play actions can get can get stung a wee bit by that. So just something to keep an eye on. But he's he's, he's got good pop with that initial contact, and as you said, Kets plays all over the line. Um, I, I believe he's a, he's a high character guy. He did take I think he had some time off college for malignant melanoma to be removed say that five times quick he's he's not the bendiest edge um it's it's more strength right through the tackle 
it's, yeah. it's aggressive hands as well, which which are placed really well. So I'm I'm yeah, no, I'm fairly I'm fairly high on that edge rusher from Kentucky. Josh Pascal. Yeah, I'll go <laughs> with that. <laughs> JP, I like it. All right. So yeah, no, I'm in. Cool. So it's one one for us to all to watch. This why why you listen to the show is we don't do it in the order that other people do it in. Uh, like that. Uh, who's next? Dave, you're probably up next. I'm going to bring out my red star. Um, and maybe it's uh, <laughs> that's the, the wrong colour star. Whoever said the er, the yeah. wrong colour star. star. Guilty, guilty. <laughs> okay. You've, yes. I've, I've recentered myself. Nick Benito out of Oklahoma. Red star. He's undersized. He's 2-3-1 and 6-2. He's undersized, but hear me out. The guy is speedy with a capital S. It's he's like a blur, and he, he often sort of forces tackles to have to step back on him, and at times sort of drawing, you know, drawing flags and penalties against him. And, and that's not so the something you're going to draft a guy for. But I really I like the fact that guys are aware of how fast he is particularly when he's bending around the edge and he's, he gets the edge fast. Like there's, there's times that the tackles are still coming off the line. He's already going around the back of them. And man, that, that's despite his lack of weight that, I mean, that, that's something that can be worked out. I mean, get him on that. What, what does Gav call, Gav call the NFL porridge or something? What do you it call it, be. Gav? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, NFL porridge. Let's go with that. Yeah. Get some geek. And, Get, yeah, get on the ghee diet. <laughs> <laughs> Bulk up on ghee and <laughs> go and do this, man. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe don't. Uh, it might cleanse too much. If, if you're listening, Nick, don't bulk up on ghee. You'll 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 regret it the next you'll day. You'll bulk down the next day. <laughs> could could someone just do me a favour and quickly Google what ghee is for Irish slang and uh, just just uh, yeah, isn't please. It, isn't it isn't it your ass? No. Irish Irish? <laughs> um, I'm wrong on no. that. Okay. It's uh um... my Irish knowledge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. A slang yeah, term so in Ireland. It, yeah, so when you say bulking up on ghee, please. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, are we, how are we spelling ghee? <laughs> what is it? It says compare Irish gabal, fork slash crotch. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Ladies crotch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, get, so getting back to yeah. my red star. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean Nick Benito is in love with the lady crutch talk during his segment. <laughs> so yes, bulk up on anything but ghee, Nick, and um, get get up from two thirty to something a little bit more hefty. But I don't I don't know if he's got the frame for it because he's a little bit small. He's what he's what I say six two. He's a little bit a little bit shorter. So we, whether he's got the room to build, I'm not entirely sure. But he's a he's a he plays with a high mower and he doesn't let his lack of weight stop him. He he tackles aggressively, he defends the run aggressively, he's slippery, like you were saying before, lithe. He's he's sl- mm. he's a slippery kind of guy. And he can shed blocks despite the lack of length, he sheds them. And I think his lack of size work he make he makes it work in his favour somehow. Um but you know I think a lot of people are maybe down on him for his lack of size, sort of saying, oh, this guy can't do it because he hasn't got the weight. But then you, you you look at some draft guys and they're going, yeah, this guy's great because he's, he's 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 quick and athletic and bendy and he's he's got all that pass rush 
um, all those pastoral tools in his belt, you know. But I think you're you're drafting this guy for the NFL purely on his pass rush at the moment, as he stands at his 2.30. And I think that he's the perfect project because you, you don't have to put this guy in first thing day one. You can let him sit in the, you know, in training and let him bolt a cop, let him, let him learn his, his, his position in the NFL, let him bulk up and then put him in as being more of a, maybe he's not going to be a, a perfect run defender, but I think this guy is going to be a, a, a real deal pass rusher in the NFL because he's so quick, man. He's he's not got the he's not got the elite get off that some of these guys have got. But he's, you know, because if you sort of pause the you pause the tape when the ball snapped, and he's maybe not quite as off as some guys are, but it's it's it, it's almost there. But man, he's so quick and he makes up for it. I'm a bit in love with Nick Benito. <laughs> Dave, I'm with you, man. I'm totally nice. with you. I I um. I've got him down as my sleeper, though. Can I do that? I also have started? him as my sleeper, so if you're doing it, I am too. Okay, <laughs> I so this is it. Had him as sleeper as well. This there is just go. it, man, because I'm seeing some guys going, yeah, he's like round two. And I'm seeing some guys going, hey, I'd maybe draft him at the end of the third, maybe even the fourth. It's a push. Well, I agree and, you with know, you, Dave. I think he might be too high for a sleeper. But the problem is I didn't love anyone that was like a deep sleeper. I also didn't get to see that many so because of how deep the class was at the top. So, yeah. yeah. I love this guy, man. This this is the definition of your LOLB, right? Your rush yeah. linebacker. Yeah, man. Play style is an absolute fit for the Steelers. Undersized, right? Six two, and and, he, and and his two three ones probably maxed out. He's probably maxed out. This is probably him. Like the the, the NFL porridge isn't going to cut it. Like he, this is <laughs> this is him. But he's so quick, like you say, versatile. Now I've actually got. You said he hasn't got elite get off. I've got elite get off, man. I think he's got it. Okay. And it's, I love his bend. He rushes with the plan. He's got the swim move. He's got the inside counters off off of his off of his plans. He's got he's got like the tool belt. He's an agile rusher, like you said. You could say lithe. Let's 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 big up bring the lithe ad- adjective to the to the draft community. Yes, um, lances through gaps. He's got the football IQ. Doesn't bite on disguise. Sorts through traffic. Finishes play with effort. Never gives up. Lots of highlight plays come late in the down. Like he's. Mm. The, the play doesn't it doesn't end for him. Benito is suddenly rocking up and killing the play. Great tackler in space, smoothing coverage. It's just a frame. The frame limits his upside. You know, you see him getting manhandled by a bigger lineman, and and this will be worse in the pros. And 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 the only thing that's that's lacking is is the power. But what a footballer! I mean, yeah, you turn on the tape, uh, you just love it, and you just want to see him in black and gold. So definite sleeper for me and. You're making me think whether I should red star him, but yeah, I'm in, 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 in. It's that he's he's a guy that can quite easily just go into coverage as well. He, he's not just, I don't know. The, the only the only downside I think in the NFL is going to be, other than like you say, just sort of um, bigger tackles bullying him a little bit. Is um, yeah, he, the 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 lack of maybe run defense that I don't know. Maybe you'll be able to do in the NFL a little bit, but. Yeah, that, that pass rush is that's it's that's what it's all about for me with with Nick Bonilla. Love yeah, the guy. I've seen the term tweener thrown around, right? Mm. With him, yeah, and yeah, it, 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 that is the thing. Can he play three down a three down role, or is he just going to end up being a situational pass rusher? And I think your answer to that question probably dictates where you think he should go in this draft. Mm. But um, yeah. I think you could tween tween him in. You could you could move him inside. Even I think you could play him in coverage a little bit. Mm. 
which gives you the option for three downs, don't you think? Yeah. So I think I think the tweener tag comes from if you're hoping that he's going to play four three end, which he's not. You know, you play him and you play him. You know, almost in the same. This is this is like Zach Bond or whatever. This that guy. Yes. Yeah. You know, but, it's, but Zach Bond hasn't emerged yet, and maybe they, they take a little bit longer. But uh, yeah, I love I love this guy's fit with the Steelers. You know what? I, I think if the Steelers drafted Benito, I think he'd be like the first rookie jersey I ever buy because that's uh, I'd, I'd be really hyped. Got a Benito lover over here. Yeah, man. Who who's out? Who's out? Not me. I love them. Oh, Mike loves him. Yeah, fully in. Fully in. This guy, another good thing he does as well, just while we're doing the the Nick Benito gushing session, (laughs) he gets his hands in passing windows, man. He gets his hands in passing windows. Those inside moves, he just gets his hand up, he breaks up plays, and he got Trey Norwood a pick six in the Cotton Bowl 2020. (laughs) What more do we want? Get him a black and gold jersey. Okay. That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> All in. All in. All right, who's next? Is it me? I'll believe you if you say it is. I'll go with it. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that I think uh, it's, it, we, we've not talked about for far too long, and this is this is the guy that I'm going to say is my red star, which is uh, Cameron Thomas out of uh, San Diego State. Red star. 6'5". 270. Now, again, maybe more of a 4-3 D-end, and maybe I'm guilty of liking the physicality this year. Maybe it's something that's, that's that my eyes are being drawn to. But he played right across the front for the Aztecs. But he is, I mean, this, this term gets bandied around too much, but he is a beast. I mean, he is a good rusher with a strong motor. He's got great length, gets off blocks with ease, regularly defeats double and triple teams on tape. Got quick get-off got great pursuit angles and speed diagnoses and destroys in the run game and that and that's what he's he looks like a complete sort of edge prospect to me it, but i mean he is a man amongst boys but you could argue that our strength of opposition will come back to that but i like these guys that dominate their games you know it's like look at um kyle dugger and, and highsmith was was this guy as well the the guy give me the guy that's like been the big Big fish in the little pond. Like the guy that's coming in, going to come turn up with swagger. This is Cameron Thomas. He's going to walk in with swagger. He's got the belief. He's been the best in his, you know, his conference in his division. So I, I think he'd turn up and he'd, he'd want to compete. He's not, he's not a project guy. He's, he's a guy that's just an animal. You know, an A grade player in the conference. Big dog mentality. Penetrates in run defense. Dominates point of attack. He was just simply too good. Of the opposition and seems to make an impact an impact on every play so the, the only question is the strength of opposition which which is for me is 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 a plus he, he dominated he, everything that was put in front of him he absolutely destroyed so yeah he's my red star so some, someone taught me off the cliff come on can't okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in on him too <laughs> can't <laughs> see you later Gav right. <laughs> I'm with I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Hanging. <laughs> he was on my list, but I didn't get to him. <laughs> oh right, I was. Oh good. Right, you made me feel better. Gav, can I be honest? I've totally bleed an egg here. So I was about to say, oh, I think I know what's happened here. He's not in the PFF guide, and he's so high on the other thing that I used that I actually went past him before realizing. But he is in the PFF guide. I have no idea what happened. Why I didn't even. What? I don't know. 
Okay, so it could be I'm, my own. I've totally laid an egg on this one. I'm going to have to go and uh, check him out. I, d- I don't know. I literally have no idea how I've completely missed a player in the top 10. <laughs> it's okay. So, Mike, you're in. Dave, you watch him? I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't watched the guy. Wow, well, three so of us have done this. Okay, maybe um, he's not as high as I'm making out. How high is he in the... In the, the well, this is the thing consensus. with this class. It's so this is this is what's going to happen from now on. We're going to fracture because there's so many guys to watch. They're yeah. all good. Um, it's going to be tough from now on. But me and Mike are in, and yeah, if you haven't watched him yet, check out a bit of Cameron Thomas tape. Okay, because it's exciting stuff. At least between the five of us, we have covered him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not in quite as much glory as the guy deserves, but we've we've made a token effort between us. I wish I had covered him. Now he sounds exciting. I covered a few a few eggs. All right, well, let's, let's move on to the eggs. <laughs> Welcome to the Easter special of the UK Steelers podcast. Uh, is it me? Oh, I've got no idea. Okay, no, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think we are I think back. it's we're, me after... We're 10, yeah, my, so I think we're back. Uh, after Gav, okay. Uh, I'll go just to the next guy on my list, which is Drake Jackson out of USC. Um, 6'4", Um I've got down for him, young bendy dude. He's a very young guy as well. Uh, bendy dude that's left me feeling a little bit meh compared to the other guys and maybe this is an example of what you were talking about before where um, you watched Thibodeau before Hutchinson right well I watched Straight Jackson after I'd watched a stream of guys that I loved so maybe this is like <laughs> that same thing but um, he's another another high motor guy very relentless I like that from him um, excellent dip and bend coming around the edge um, high short high end short area burst and quickness I think he's going to perform well at the combine I'd be surprised if he doesn't um, shows an ability to get to the outside, disrupt screens, and and, and play or plays runs to the outside, which uh, is something I like to see from the from a from like a D end or a linebacker. Um, nice uh, body bending interception highlight in the first game of twenty twenty one. You see that? I don't know if you've watched him. He, he kind of like contorted his body backwards to uh, make an interception from the D line, which is highlights a little bit of his athleticism and awareness. Um, but he, like I say, he's only 20, so a lot of room to grow, but he is a bit of a project, I think, if you're going to be looking at him in the second round. Um, need some time in the weight room, I think, to fight through blockers on the initial punch. I think he lacks just a little bit of power in that, in that sense. Um, maybe needs to grow into that man body Gav likes to talk about so much. Um, I want to see more technical use of his hands, and I think he sells out a bit for the pass rush at the moment. I think he leaves gaps open in the run game. To me, this this just... I'm not. He's only 20, so he must have eligibility left. This this feels like a guy I would have liked to see go back to college. Um, I, I don't know. I it, it feels like he's a little bit unrefined at the moment, and I think the tools are there, but not to such a level where I'd be you know clamoring over myself to draft him. Um, it's like a traitsy guy without the elite traits. You know, it's good traits and and lacking a bit of technical prowess. So um, I'm sure someone will tell me they're his favorite player in the draft in a minute. Who's I mean, going to? I'm, I'm not very. I, I watched him. I'm, I'm not very high on him. I think that the first thing I've got on him that I wrote down was that he, he doesn't seem to rush with a plan. It's like he's sort of, he sort of shoots from the hip with everything. Very mm. much um, in that sort of that style of, of guy. But and, and sometimes that that, that can work. But um, yeah, I, I didn't like that about him. I mean, he's he's got a good athletic traits, but he just doesn't have it between the ears for me. Um, you're saying he's bendy. I, I didn't think he was awfully bendy at all. I thought he was pretty stiff, and and all too often found himself getting square to the tackle. So rather than sort of reaching out his arm and keeping himself sideways to to bend, he sort of got himself square, and then they just bully him. Um, but maybe that's the tape I um, tape I watched. Um, 
uh, yeah, it, but then it, it, like on the instances where he sort of rushed on internally, um, he, he, he was more successful. He's, or he seems to be more successful and then play with better technique on the interiors. Maybe he's more suited to that more sort of D end sort of um, position. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't in, I wasn't in love with uh, with Drake Jackson. Sorry, sir. You, I'm you, not. I'm not either, Dave. So it's, that's okay. So are you in or out, Dave? Sorry, I'm out. I'm sorry. You're out. And Sai, you were. In? Yeah. I, I, no, I'm going to go out. I think just it requires a little bit too much development for the value that seems to be put, being put on him at the minute. Okay. Who's our Drake Jackson super fan? I'll stand here. Mm. Bit quiet. Tumbleweeds. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Mike. What do you think? I I think there are as as I mean we're I don't even know how many edge rushers we're on now, but it's it's clear to see that the the quality of the class and he's just one that sort of falls below the below the list of the, of the top guys. Um, I'm seeing him getting getting in other people's top fives, top top sixes. Yeah, he's PFF's number yeah. six edge, which is interesting. That's why that's why I was a little bit surprised by what I saw on tape because I didn't. I think maybe do they? I suppose PFF probably values traits right heavily. Um, Go on, Mike. What do you see? Lots already been mentioned. Um, he needs a heck of a lot of refinement. I feel. Um, don't see effective hand usage. Definitely an area to work on. Um, I'd be interested to get to know a little bit more about. He, he played a lot more sort of in the ground defensive end in 2020, um, and lost weight to play a bit more sort of outside linebacker. The as you say, LOLB um, in 2021. But I mean, one one positive thing, phenomenal length. He he really can get inside the arms of tackles. But it, 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 a lot of it is athleticism. I think I think a bit of work needs to be done if he if he's going to see starting time early doors. Mm, I mean, I'm seeing I'm seeing that he could even run a four four five forty. I mean, that's he's super speedy, super agile. I mean, a great athlete, great effort. Just needs to add mass. Um, just really raw, right? And just lacks ass work. No, no physicality. Didn't see any impact in the run game. In fact, I thought he was pretty woeful in the run game. Yeah. Um, trouble shedding, you know, some injuries to derail 2021. But yeah, I'm the same as you. You, you said it perfectly, so I, I turned on the tape expecting to see a lot more. What about, what about you, Kets? What do you think? Didn't see this guy, to be honest. I think there's, there's that many people in this class, and I was trying to look at some of the, the kind of lower down guys. That, and I think there's also some guys where you think are oh, the interior, are the edge. Are they kind of there's a lot of versatility going on in the class. So I had this guy more as an interior guy, but uh, mm. okay, yeah. I just he seems like a long, gangly, super fast dude that I don't really see him bringing that force around the edge. Are, we, are you out, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna stay out. Okay, I'm out too. So we've got a consensus out. Oof. So he's obviously going to be a Hall of Famer. Feels harsh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's next? I don't know who's, who is next. Dave, you spoke. Is it me? You're next. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Fine. <laughs> you know what? Fine. I'll tell you that. I'll give you my sleeper since we're near the near the end. I'm assuming uh, Sam Williams at Ball Miss. Dave there with the pro leaving the gap for the drop. Well done. Yeah. Two six eight, um, six foot three. Um, very much developmental kind of guy, but he's 
I'm, I'm hearing him described as an athletic freak. I don't know if freak is a very nice term to use for a, a man who I'm sure is perfectly nice. Um, I mean, he apparently ran a, a... You can't take anything into the, the what the colleges are saying these guys are running, right? But apparently he ran a 4.5 and he's got like a 7.50 deadlift. But I don't know how much you can read into that. But if you take that as, as fact, then yeah, he's, he's got the athletic... Um, traits that you you want in a in an edge rusher but he's he's not he's not quite the bendy kind of guy but he, he's got good functional strength he, he's he's more of the sort of um who was we talking about earlier about early, this more of a bull rush um kind of guy his name's out of my head um oh, it's gone now but um but uh, yeah george car left is might have been Trevor but he, he just like converts speed to power and just bull rushes guys and that's that's his that's how he wins 99% of the time he's he's not going to be bending around the edge all the time but he, he can do the whole dip and rip thing but I don't think he wins effectively with that and I don't think he'll win, he'll win effectively with that in the NFL but um, got a good strong frame and uh, shows up in the run in defending the run um, diagnoses the run well and sheds sheds his blocks uh, well in that. Um, I don't think he, he's uh, he's gone from three to thirteen sacks over two seasons and fifty seven tackles, but I, I don't I don't know how well that'll convert. I, I don't see him as a guy that's going to win effectively um, necessarily as a pass rusher in the NFL. But I think his his upside is versus the run, and I think that's where he's going to be. Um, beneficial to a, to a team and and I, I don't know I, I think maybe he can he can be an edge rusher an effective edge rusher in the NFL but he needs the tools he, he's a guy that's coming without any tools on his tool belt he's pretty much got one thing on it on there and he, he pretty much hopes that can win all the time and it doesn't all the time he turns um, up he's like the kind of builder that turns up with a Tesco bag full of his own lunch no tools yeah, his 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 tools are his own fists, and he just punches the nails into the wood. You know that that kind of guy. But I I, I like him. I think he's he's got the he's got the raw uh, traits there that can be molded into a guy that could be a good a, a good backup. You know. Um, but yeah, that's why he's my sleeper. Fair enough. I didn't I didn't watch him, Mike. I'm guessing you did. What you got to say? I did, um, and I, I wasn't keen. If I if I'm being brutally honest, oh, okay. there were too many too many plays. I I felt a lack of effort, and I know that's very difficult to to quantify or to justify or to get the get into the the nitty gritty. But I, I you know th- there are some positives. Don't get me wrong. Good strength and instant getting contact. Kept the pad level nice and low, which is great. Very active hands. Pleased with that. And 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 as you said, Dave, there was sack production. Um, considering if, if if memory serves me right, I think he might even just been. I think Mississippi ran a fairly rotational system, but I, I, yeah, there were ju- there were just areas around setting the edge. I never really saw him actively and aggressively shed away from those blocks in the run game. So I I, I have to say I wasn't keen on him at all. I'm I'm, I'm definitely out on Sam Williams. Wow, okay. Kets didn't watch him. I'm afraid. Okay, sorry. No, nope, me neither. Okay. Wow, one in, one out. Interesting. Uh, who's next? Kets, you go next. Uh, can I get this guy out of the way? Um, just for <laughs> comedy, like comedy reasons, if nothing else. Um, Jeffrey Gunter from Coastal Carolina, 6'4", 260. 
I'll be honest, I didn't get as far as watching the tape with this guy. I just watched two YouTube videos, okay? <laughs> Good start. <laughs> nice disclaimer. First one, right. They're playing against BYU. Oh, okay? I love this. I love this. He has a go at Zach Wilson, which I'm all for. You know, if, if someone's having a go at Zach Wilson, for me, normally that's funny, right? But this guy, he has a go at Zach Wilson the first time. Um, second play, you know, maybe slightly a, a late hit in terms of putting him on the floor, you know, you know, the coach shouts, hit him, hit him, hit him from the <laughs> sideline repeatedly, which again, fair play. So Wilson then launches a deep ball, basically near enough end zone territory and it's in the air for ages and eventually it's intercepted. So one of the other sort of defensive linemen on Coastal Carolina kind of block Zach Wilson relatively fairly, you know, assuming the ball's being returned by his teammate, he's allowed to to kind of block the guy. Gunter, you know, doesn't just decide, oh, one block's sufficient. And basically, like, channeling his inner Goldberg, spears the guy, spears Zach Wilson into the ground. Not once, he sort of twists around and starts to get up again. And he sort of picks him up and does it again. And that then causes basically a full-on sort of, not so much a full-on fight, but it was like... (laughs) A lot of tension with a hundred players, referees, coaches, everybody in the middle of the field. Yeah, it was um, like Bengal Steelers 2016 playoff. Like everybody on the field, like <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah. So eventually, um, Coastal won that game. I think it was 22-17 was the final score. So it's a fair play to won the game. Um, and and you know, Zach Wilson went home and, and cried or, or told his mum about it or whatever he did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, think I wondered how long it was going to be. Se- second best mum in the NFL. You know, you know, you know who's first. Day. <laughs> nothing, nothing for the teacher in this instance. Eli um, Apple's mum. <laughs> that was going unsaid, but yes. <laughs> um, so, so, <laughs> I'll come back to that now. Um, but just going back to um, Jeffrey Gunter, I, I don't know if it was the next week or the week after. I think it was the next week based on what the, the kind of commentary was saying. But they're playing Liberty. So obviously he's going up against um, Malik Willis. And Malik Willis goes off on one of his runs and Gunter doesn't just grab a sort of Willis's face mask, but he literally, for want of a better word, rags his helmet off the guy. This, this guy, <coughs> you know, and this is why I didn't get as far as actually watching him on tape because he's an absolute liability. There's only one <laughs> franchise that can draft him for me, and that's uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And he's going to be either out of the league or arrested within the first six months. <laughs> that's my high, prediction. High up okay. on the violence rankings. Harsh on Gunther. Well, I actually watched him, uh, Kets, because this is Steel City's 43's uh, guy that you were picking the late rounds for the Steelers, he said. Yeah, uh, I did see that. That's why I watched him, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Like, no, I can't draft this guy. Not a professional franchise. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, still say I'm 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 not I'm not quite seeing it. The thing is, you know, I really actually like the the BYU thing that you mentioned. I mean, it's ridiculous, but uh, you know, he went at Zach Wilson and the willingness to spear a a former a future first round quarterback twice, not once but twice after he gets back up again during a play. So I I would argue perfectly legally, um, <laughs> well by some standards. Uh, I quite like that, but the problem is his motor doesn't doesn't match that the rest of the time he plays. He he lacks a motor for me, he gives up on plays early, he doesn't pursue from behind. Um he, he frankly looks a little bit lazy at times, <laughs> so it's just a, a bit strange that this is the guy that went all out on that play. I, I don't know, maybe that coach had some some incriminated pictures of him or something, but 
Um, Maybe he's one of those guys that, you know, he's in the Trevor Penning Club and watching the horror movies the day before. Yeah. Him, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's got he's got a nice, he's got a very big, broad frame. He, he generates a lot of power at the line. Um, converts speed to power well to disrupt the pocket. Um, I think he best as an outside run defender, setting the edge. I think probably rather than just a pure pass rusher. But um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, watching his tape annoyed me a bit. I, he kind of like seeks out contact with the lineman rather than trying to get round the lineman, which I, I, I don't think is always the best thing for a, a pass rusher to do. Um, he's got below average length, which shows up. I think all linemen get their hands on him. And maybe that's why I'm saying that is because he struggles to just get off these blocks. Um, and he looks pretty stiff coming around the edge. So so all in all, I, this would be a very late round kind of thing for me. I, I don't see the upside there. So you're out. Yeah. Kets, you out? I'm firmly out. Okay. <laughs> off, off, off the two video. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was out on Jeffrey Gondra too. Okay, I think we've had, I think we've had enough Gunter chat. Yeah, enough I Gunter. Think we've a well pitched. <laughs> sorry, Dave, Dave, what, what was his name? J- Jeffrey Gunter. Gunter. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, that that's not a real man. That man is made of jelly or chocolate or something. He's, he's not a real person, right? Uh, Steel City, listen, I know you're listening. Tweet us what what it is about Gunther that that we like. What are we missing here? Gunther. 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 Did you did you actually watch him, Dave, or no? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch him either. Okay, so we got three outs. Uh, okay, good. Gun two and three. All right, let's, uh, crack, who, let's crack through some of these. Let's crack on. Well, we got yeah. some, we got a couple of names here that uh, the, I feel yeah, uh, are missing off the list. Mike, go on, give us one of these big names. No pressure. I need to get one of the right Mike. names. Then. <laughs> uh, Mike's like first, first guy I watched, and again, senior bowl links. Uh, who got a chance to watch Moy J Sanders out of Cincinnati? Mm, yes. Watched him a little bit, yeah. Thank God, he's required for a split second there. I was expecting the double <laughs> win. Um, so, I, can I just say, I didn't get to him, but it's because he he was low enough down the list, but he's also like been my start in defensive end on Madden for like the last four seasons. So, oh, I feel, I feel like I know him enough, you know. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on, man. Sorry, would you like, please? Uh, how, was he, how was he done for your Madden day? Yeah, pretty good. He's got a nice dev treat. <laughs> Six five two four two. Cincinnati Bears. Go on, Mike. Please. Thank you. Yeah. No. Quickly. 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 Yeah. Excellent length. Jumps off the tape. Um. Tall. Yeah. Yeah. Good length and arms. Uh. I have him more as a frame. Better for a, a LOLBs. We're saying. All speed. Love a speed. Comes off the line with incredible burst. Gets in the face of the blockers right away. Obviously, with that sort of positives, you do you you've the issue with strength. I, I didn't believe he he was overly effective disengaging in the run game because he has got a, a touch of a slighter frame given the height that he's got. Wouldn't be wouldn't be scared to him adding a, a, a touch of um a touch of extra muscle. Uh, hand usage, yeah, big plus, not an issue there. Flexibility was uh, around the bend was was okay. Um, I you know some people are going to criticise. The career stats, I've got him as 13 and a half sacks in four years, but he's the sort of guy where love love the physicality. He's, he's a work in progress type player for me. Um, so, day two pick for the Steelers, I wouldn't have any issues there. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Super, super long, right? Um, mm. but he's got quite a surprisingly heavy punch, I thought. Um, needs to work on his hand technique, I think you mentioned that, but I, I like I like I like what he does with his hands when he does get them onto people. Got a nice push and pull technique, and it's just it's just all speed and quickness with him. Good good mm. pursuit. Um, 
don't see that much against the run. I don't know. Did you did you see much? I, 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 no, I, I, I had the struggle disengaging. Yeah, just didn't see just didn't see much at all really. Um, just needs to add mass and just just get better as a football player. But yeah, I think as a project guy, later rounds, yeah, I'm, I think I'm in on him. Anyone else watching? I did, yeah. Um, one thing that's quite interesting, 12 pat-downs in his career. I was just double-checking if that stat was actually correct, because I was sort of doubting myself. But the last two years, he's had um, five in 2020, five in 2021. So clearly gets his hand kind of into, into passing lanes again. Um, I agree with what Mike said. Venice explosive on tape at first glass, uh, glance. I watched the Indiana game. Um, he was in the backfield almost as the ball was snapped as well, albeit probably offside, to be honest, on the, the play that I watched. But he does understand cadence. He tries to kind of time it perfectly. Um, it's it's going to be more difficult at the next level with the, the kind of the different level of cadence and the, you know. But if he can do it in the loud stadiums at college, I'm sure he can do it in the NFL as well. Um, very active in early downs in the run game. Um, you know, disengaging blockers. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Um, I think he's got a good motor towards the ball. His frame, um, again, allows him to tackle sort of smaller and quicker ball carriers and close the running lanes as well. Um, effective hand swipe, good awareness on players to try and sort of break them up. Um, I think Notre Dame, oh, Notre, yeah, was um, one of the, the times where he got one of his pat downs. Um, gets opportunities on the inside fairly consistently. Um, question marks, possibly balance and a bit of that NFL kind of polishing. But he did win some reps and showed some nice skills during the senior bowl week as well. So, uh, yeah, ultimately in on my Jai Sanders. Okay. Sai, you watching? No, sadly not. I could give you a breakdown of his performance on my Madden team if you'd like. Go. Dave? <laughs> is that is that a big no from you there, Gav? On size proposal. So so you you didn't watch him either, Dave? No, no, I've not seen it. Okay. Um, yeah, leave leave your man aside. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll take a guy next because I feel like he's been severely overlooked, which is uh, Kingsley Enigbare out of South Carolina, six four. Two six five. This guy's a big in for me, and I was considering red starring him. I can't believe we've got to thirteen players, but it, it, it speaks to the strength of the class. I think this this is a thick, powerful, you know, this is nice frame guy. Sets a good edge, decent hand power. I just I just like his overall power and toughness. Good explosion. He's got an NFL first step. Gets off blocks well in run game. He's got a nice inside spin. But but generally more of a kind of physical bull rusher than accomplished pass rush guy. So it makes you think, you know, is is he going to have that kind of is he is that bull rush going to be as effective in the NFL? Um, but I I really like him. I mean, I just think he's he's kind of in the kind of could he be a James Harrison type? I think he could. Um, yeah, I really like him. I mean, anyone see anyone watch him? Got got any more negatives than I saw? Yeah, I watched. It. I wasn't a big fan, to be honest. It's interesting. So that maybe maybe one we're going to clash here. Gav. He's got a bit of a. Tell me if I'm wrong. He's got a bit of an unorthodox playing style, right? He, he mm. he's he's a little bit of a wild child. Like I, I feel like I always get one of these in every position group, right? Where they just don't play with like the traditional technique and consistency that you expect, and he, he's a little bit like that. Um, but I don't know. He's not backed up by like the bending technique to to constantly pat, rush the passer in the NFL. Maybe I'm mischaracterizing what you'd expect from him. But um, 
I don't know. Yeah, just lacks consistency in any part of his game. Sometimes it looks like he's just seeking out blockers and other times looks elusive. I just couldn't couldn't seem to figure mm. out where he was winning because he was doing different things on every play. He didn't I couldn't sort of like narrow down what he was great at because he was the toughness, I thought. Didn't, yeah. Was the toughness not alluring? Just the kind of physical presence? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he plays with violent hands when switched on, um, plays a wild electric style, um, more instincts than technique I wrote. I think, I think that's what I'm talking about there, is that he's got... He has got that, and that is one of the pluses in But I just don't know if that is conducive to NFL success. I don't think NFL teams would love it. Um, he wins now, like on occasion in, in college, thanks to his speed and that desire, but I'm not sure you can rely on that in the NFL. I don't know. I think... He got. I was seeing him getting washed out quite a bit in the run game. Sounds like maybe you you didn't see that. Maybe you watched something different. But um, mm. yeah, I don't know. So you're out. Yeah, I was out. I was a little bit taken aback by him. <laughs> it's hard to even describe really what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean though? Where like he's. It's not like every other guy was like using technique to rush and bend and, and use hands around the edge. He was just like gunning for it, which is great. But I'm not sure that transfers to the NFL. Yeah, well, that's that's the James Harrison aspect, which I mm. like. Just that the, the the force coming off the edge. Who who agrees with Sire? Who agrees with me? Um, I'm I'm kind of. <laughs> I know you don't allow inish, but I'm <laughs> I'm on the inish thing because I like I said, I, the, the James Harrison comparison is there. He, he's a strong. He, he converts speed to power in the in the ball rush well, but. And he's 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 stiff. He's stiff as a board, and that. But then he he's not he's not that kind of guy. I, I don't know. I I kind of I feel bad to to sort of let that trait be what what puts me off him. But at the same time, he's he's inconsistent versus a run. He, he's sort of if he can if he can shed his block, he's fine. But then if he doesn't, he's just tied up and washed out of the play altogether. Um. Nah, I, I, I'm still kind of in-ish, but no, nah, I, th- I think I'm more on the outside. Oh, wait, so you're outish? Yeah, outish, I think. So is that an out? <laughs> in-ish, but more so. on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I'm <laughs> so I just put by... fence. Yeah, I'm on the fence with Kingsley. Sorry. I'm going to have to, I'm going to give you time to think about it, but I'm going to need an answer, Dave. Who wants to go next? Kets? I'm going to say, do you want to just play the hokey-cokey in the background and, and Dave can think about it, but uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, inconsistent. Um, looks big and powerful on tape. Did get some good push, but didn't necessarily um, sort of overpower the defensive tackles. Did you watch the Texas A&M game, Gav, at all? Can't remember at this point. Sorry, I should write down which games I watched and yeah. which games I didn't. Sorry. I, I had done, it was somewhat ineffective versus Texas A&M. He only had four tackles. Um, he did disengage a blocker well to make a tackle on a run play. But and I've, I've commented here, watching the Texas A&M tape made me want to draft the O-line guys on the Texas side of the ball. <laughs> okay. That's so, yeah, it's, it's one of them. Nice spin move at times. Um, ball rush has, has already been mentioned. There's a nice push-pull move that he does as well. Question marks for me. Um, balance is a definite issue. He's lost his footing a number of times on, on tape and seemed to end up on the floor um, a couple of times on the two games that I watched. Um, nice quickness and pursuit when he's not blocked or held up, but realistically in the NFL he will be. Um, but then again, he's one of these frustrating guys because when he's good, he is good. Um, yeah. he, he beat two linemen with with sort of swim and, and chop moves to get to the to the QB against Georgia, and obviously Georgia's kind of a good team to 
to have him as a yardstick against. Um, and he gained confidence following that sack as well and was attempting pass breakups. And he's got good sort of athletic ability for a guy his size, nice footwork. Um, power gives vers- uh, potential for versatility in positional terms as well. Violent hits, powerful tackler, sets the edge consistently and holds his own against Lyman when he's just trying to set the edge and, and not necessarily... Um, sort of do the pass rushing. He did have hip surgery at the end of the 2019-20 season. Um, and then the only other comment I've got is shout-out to his sack celebration. I enjoyed watching that a few <laughs> times, to be fair, on his highlights. But uh, I'd say I'm in, but I've got concerns. So I'm probably on the inside of in-ish. We're talking okay. sort of medium-rare here, kind of in terms of steak, <laughs> kind of cooking terms. Right, Mike, settle this debate. Where are you? I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll lean towards in. Go on, I'll, I'll, I'll give me a bit more to clinical and say in. I think, though, I mean, I could go over many of the points that I've already mentioned. I won't. But he, at this stage, he is better off as a pass, as a designated pass rusher. He, I think, Dave, you mentioned that there were issues in the run game. I saw that too. Misdiagnosis in place. So work to be done, but definitely potential. Okay. Dave, have you made your mind up? Is that is that... <laughs> I am... Um... Out. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, Poor Kingsley. Right, I think we're back to you, Si. Uh, okay, the, uh, this is the only guy I've got left that I need to talk about. I did do some like little dip, it, dip in and out of other people, but nobody that impressive. So um, it is Arnold Ebikete. Arnold oh, you're going to have to help me out on this one, Gav. He's a few to say. I know, yeah, right? I think I think it's Ebiketti. Ebiketti, but... thank you. Yeah. Uh, Penn State, um, 6'3", 256. Um, I've got him down as like a, an inch. I was trying to remind... He reminded me of someone from last year, and I couldn't remember who it was, but he's technically well-advanced, but but kind of an older prospect with limited upside is kind of how I've, I've summed him up. Um, shows very advanced hand usage. He rarely gets fully blocked up thanks to his pass rushing plan. I think one of the better ones in the class at, at that. He's got a very developed technique, wins in a number of different ways, knows when to attack with speed, when to work inside. Um, plays with an NFL skill set already. He's not he's not like a one-trick pony that's going to require a lot of hands-on to see the field. I mean, we spoke about some of these guys we love, right? Like Nick Benito and, and, uh, and uh, even Inagbury, right? Just a minute ago. But I don't think he's like that. I think he's he's got all of the ways in his toolkit that he needs to win. Um, he's not elite athletically, uh, but he's got good enough foot speed and bend to get around the edge. Um, but the concerns with him are he, he didn't break out until his fifth year in college, which is always a bit of a red flag. Um, redshirt senior in his fifth year, so he's going to be an older dude. Although his age is concerningly missing from the internet. I went searching for it specifically because I thought, right, fifth year redshirt senior, he's got to be older. And literally he's scrubbed his, his I'm assuming his agent, has scrubbed his age from anywhere on the internet. So you can't find it. Someone find he's out like, how old like this man is. 35 or something. <laughs> yeah, he could be. It's like uh, Nelson from The Simpsons. That remember, <laughs> just re- repeated primary school over and over again. I do like think it's interesting. Like every other player, you could pretty much. I mean, most of these players, I literally get like their exact age, like the twenty three point seven two, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, just could not find his exact age anywhere. But the main thing with him is he just lacks like super high end traits. He doesn't possess elite st- speed. Doesn't possess elite power or length um, that a lot of these other guys that are going to be drafted around him do. And I think that's ultimately what maybe pushes him down boards a little bit. But if you want a guy who can make an impact in year one, I think 
you know, you could certainly do a lot worse. And, and this could be the kind of guy that actually goes in and, and becomes one of those 10 sack a year producers because he's got the the technical ability straight away and might surprise people. So uh, I'm going to say I'm in on him in like as kind of like a second, you know, maybe early third round kind of pick. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think, yeah, the age works against him, but yet another speedy, bendy, lengthy edge guy, although he's only 6'2", 250, so slightly undersized, in fact. So he's long but short, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I think it attacks outside well with speed and aggression. And you mentioned his footwork. I love his foot drive. I think he's got possibly the best foot drive in the class. He just keeps his feet moving through the blocks. You know, great motor, nice dip and rip, spin. But um, you know his his short frame allows him to get under the bigger tackles, but has has the length to extend and drive, which is an interesting combination. I'm I'm in on the guy. I mean, yeah. I, I guess it depends how you feel about the size. Needs to improve in the run game again. Could be quicker off the snap, but I like him. But yeah, the age the age is an issue. If he turns out to be forty already, you know that's that's <laughs> a big issue. But I'm in. I'm in. Who's out? I, I've not seen the guy, so I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I can't comment. Dash for you. Who's uh, Kets? I've got down out, but reading back on my analysis, I'm not now sure why I'm out necessarily. <laughs> I do that <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Future Hall of Famer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, it's just in terms of negatives, I'm, I'm trying to find in here. Um, doesn't react well to the snap, but reasonable speed once he gets going and kind of project development guy, but a nice skill set to build on. Those are kind of the only two um sort of negatives i've got the rest of it seems to be quite positive decent in the run game hand fighting techniques very good versus auburn on inside moves caught explosiveness nice ball rush and um, gets hands in passing windows good motor yeah i can't really see why i'm out to be honest T- takes the ball away what, what do you want <laughs> yeah. so solid in then i'm going in i'm arguing with myself and going in i think balance is one question mark but that's relatively tiny mike He's, I feel like I'm repeating so much with the words I know, it's, 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 of other players. Where I know, this, this, it's, it's class. It's like bendy outside pass rusher who needs to work in the run game. Next. Mm. <laughs> I, I feel like th- those words have been utilised so much. And, and the same about uh, Aaron Lebichetti. Uh Good motor. Love this motor. Um, I think the, the, the lack of height helps him round the bend and, and getting around the tackle he does a great job how many times do you see a pass rusher that when they do cut around cut around the tackle they still are quite wide of the quarterback they don't move into the middle of the pocket this guy does a great job of that um no i i'd say i'm in on ebiketti i'm i'm sort of smelling a day two pick out of ebiketti i'm um no i'm, I'm in. with you yeah i'm surprised we've left him till the 15th yeah, prospect i thought i would have thought he would be top 10 easy yeah he was the eighth so. guy i looked at i've got him as number seven on my list of the top 10 guys that i looked at so yeah i think it's a testament to the class <laughs> yes definitely. it is it is it really definitely. is oh okay. I, I forgot one gav that I've, oh, oh people have still got some left i think i think it's dave's go if okay. he's got one i'm all out so okay. whatever you've got go on side uh, we almost forgot uh, Boye Maffe. Boye Maffe. Mm-hmm. Are we doing Maffe here? Senior Bowl star. Yeah, we are doing Maffe here. Yeah. Um, obviously, 6'3", 255. Excellent physical gifts. Big 81.5 inch wingspan. Um, great strength for a high-end athlete. Able to win with power and, and not look lost while covering backs out the backfield. Um, show some good use of hands with rips and sweeps to disengage blockers. 
brings a great energy to his reps. I think we saw that at the senior ball. He blew up out the senior ball, right? So um, motor's always churning, keeps running until the play's dead like that. Uh, another slightly older prospect, 24 in November. Um, lacked some balance at times coming around the edge. Can sort of, sort of get knocked off his feet a couple of times. Um, and the first step is is lacking a little bit. I think that's where maybe some, some coaching would would help. Um, he's got the explosiveness, but just kind of hesitates a little bit at the line. So um, I am in on Mafia. I like, like what we saw at the Senior Bowl. He was like one of the first guys that really jumped off the page to us and went back and watched some tape. And uh, yeah, I, I like Mafia. Funny, you said about uh, David Ajabo being the kind of prototypical Ravens guy. Mm. I think this is the prototypical Ravens guy, and I'm Ooh. I'm terrified of them drafting him. Um, just that kind of thick with two C's, energetic pass pass rusher who looks uh, more more comf- comfortable out of a two point stance. That sounds like a Ravens pass rusher, and, and yeah, I, I like him. I mean, a good wrap up tackler in space, disengages from blocks well, heavy hands, great motor, can cover and can spot drop. You know, needs improvement against the run. Not the best length. Kind of a raw talent, but yeah, I like him. Everyone else in or anyone in, anyone out? Yeah, in, in on this guy. Definitely. Just um, watching, going back to the senior bowl, just watching some of the one-on-ones. Um, he was going up against Bernard Raymond, which is the Austrian guy that I quite like. Um Speed bender on the edge, downward hand movement to to win the first rep against him. Um, Raymond did better in the second rep, but Mafia was still able to pressure the quarterback. And uh, obviously, in the actual senior bowl game itself, two sacks, including the strip sack as well. So, really nice timed hand swipes, explosion into the backfield. Interestingly, PFF notes him as being one of the leading generators of pressure on third and fourth downs. Hmm. in terms of the college game and also Daniel Jeremiah has him as a first round talent wow he's risen oh, wow. Mm. Wow. but yeah good skill set so Dave in or out I, I've, I've not seen the guy so I, okay. I can't, I can't dash so that's a four way in okay uh, anyone else I'm down to one guy. Yeah, I only got one guy. I didn't really love him, so I'm not bothered. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mike's got 25 guys. Ket's probably got another 10. I've got four left. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> I've, uh, well, I, yeah, I've got a little bit more than four, but I'm not going to go into all of them. Let's not bother with that. Um, I'm going to mention my sleeper. I was waiting when this was going to come up. Go on. And... Although, sleeper with a red flag, Ooh. because his first name is Michael, spelled wrong. Hmm. Big uh-huh. red flag. Um, and that's Michael Clemson, uh, the edge of Texas A&M. Dive! Rookie lack of a pause, my end. Apologies, guys. Um, this is, uh, first two words I've got, body beautiful. He's the sort of guy that's the first lad that comes off the, comes off the bus. He is an absolute unit of a player. Um, lined up all over the field. So whilst we got him, uh, noted him down as an edge, whether he does stay there, it's difficult when he's an edge, D-line, all this sort of stuff, how they convert. Um, but for a guy his size, great zip off the line. Uh, not the most, hasn't hasn't got the bend, hasn't got the flex just because of the, the absolute size of him. But he does a great job at containing the edge. Again, one of the areas we've criticised a lot of the edge rushers in this in this grouping is their inability to contain the edge in the run game. This guy does an absolutely phenomenal job at that. Uh, aggressive hand usage, and they're very very effective. 
He's he, he can pop them inside. He can get in get in the pad levels of the of the blocker and really really causes. Uh, causes pressure through the middle. I mean, I've got a comment here. Struggled against double teams again. Who doesn't? I've not seen a lot of a lot of his name, so I'm you know he he screams to me as day three, but there are plenty plenty of lads ahead of him who will be picked. But as someone who I can see as a deep deep player, I'll keep an eye on. Yeah, Michael Clemson definitely from uh, from A and M. I didn't nice. watch him. Anyone else? Nope. I didn't either. Lone Star. Long Island Sleep. Yeah. Lone Star. Wow. Okay. Uh, who, who else has got one? Um, I'll just mention um, D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky. Um, 6'4", 250. Um, did reasonably well. Got a sack at the senior bowl, but it was going against the tight end. So yeah, I don't know how much you, you necessarily um, give credit to that. He did well in the, I'm going to pronounce this horrifically now, but the Boca Raton Bowl against Appalachian State the, when they won 58. Uh, the Boca Raton Bowl. Boca Raton. So I've got to overpronounce the O's. Um, three <laughs> solo tackles, six in total, one tackle for loss, one pat down and one sack. So it does a bit of everything. And on his sack, he ran basically all the way around the field and elite bend on the outside to get to the um, quarterback. To be fair, the quarterback should have, you know, had the rid of the ball a long time ago. Um, lacked explosiveness and get off at times. And I've just got these not really tested against elite opponents. So that would have to knock him down the uh, the board for me. But then again, Tyler Higby came from the same school. So you never know. They can make it sometimes. They've got eight players in the NFL out of Western Kentucky. Uh, yeah, out overall, just because he's a little bit untested more than anything. Oh, you out? Yeah. Mm. I watched a little bit of his tape. I thought he was um, just uh, looked like a long, a long athlete with speed and burst, and and, and not much else that enticed me. So uh, I guess I'm out as well. Yeah, so. I did the same thing because he was one of Steel City's recommendations. So I, I also dipped in a little bit, but um, yeah, total projection I think at the next level because he's even mm. smaller than um, than uh, Nick Benito, right? He's so you know, he he can't play defensive end, which is what he's been right. doing. So what's he gonna, what's he, is he gonna play linebacker yeah. at the next level? I, I don't know. Mm. Mike, yeah. you watch this guy. I did, I, I did. Yeah, I'm I'm not overly keen. Some some good reps, uh, a good rip and pull to uh, to get blockers off his balance. But we were talking about. Um, sorry, who were you talking about again? Where you couldn't find his age? Uh, Was it Ebiketta? Ebiketta, yeah. Um, D'Angelo Malone, great stat, 59 career tackles for loss at college. However, played 61 games. <laughs> I mean, the first thing is the first thing that screamed to mind. Yeah, first thing that screamed to mind was that scene from Bad Boys Two where they turn around to the kid and say, "You're at least 30. This guy must be about 35." <laughs> 61 games. That's no, no, no. So that's four outs. Dave, do you watch? Uh, Malone? Nope. Okay. I've got one guy left. I'm going to hit him and I'm interested to know what you guys think if you watched him. Uh, that's Tyreek Smith out of uh, Ohio State, 6'4", 265. Now, this was the dude that Trevor Penning blocked into the goalpost at the Senior Bowl. Don't know if you saw that. Uh, perhaps 
projects better as a 4-3 defensive end, but has some room for growth. Um, I could see him possibly fit into the Steelers system. He's got a good frame that a team could build on. Needs to add leg mass to improve his drive. He's got like a good upper body, but a sort of skinny lower body. He's kind of a solid all-round dude that perhaps he, he didn't reach full potential in college. But I think I think he could progress to be a good starter at the next level. Aside from a good pass rush and decent edge run defense, he has surprising pursuit speed for his size and even gets out to the sideline, which makes me think he could play for the Steelers. His, his NFL frame could bring upside when he when he puts on his man body. He's got decent bend around the corner for a guy's size, has an inside spin, a bull rush, generally uses his length well along with strength to win. He's a little bit slow to react, doesn't have elite quickness, but um, he's buried. I mean, he's on a higher state, a really strong roster. He's buried behind Chase Young. Um, and lost some time to injuries, which has delayed his growth. So I, I don't really know what to think of this guy. I think he, I think he's a good prospect. But um, what do you guys think? Help me out here. I cannot, sadly. Mike, I can always rely on you to have watched someone. <laughs> I have... Yeah, no, I've, I've watched Drake Smith, it's fine. Um, yeah, total rotation of Russia. I mean, he's only got seven career sacks, I think. Mm. If you... For, for those who haven't seen him, if you watch his tape against Penn State, he was phenomenal. He might have been one of the best players on the field in that game. But the other games I saw, he, he didn't live up to that standard. He's clearly got the ability in the locker. I think it's just going to have the right sort of coaching set to really open that out. Um, I mean, that game was five tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, and also had a QB hit, which led to, a, uh, I believe it was an under throw, which led to an interception. Um when timed right, good pop off the line, but sometimes did did, did sluggish is probably too hard of a word, but didn't zip off the line. Hand usage all there, lots of chops, lots of rips, good motor, keeps the legs moving, uh, rip and pull technique in the run game, love a bit of that. Some coverage snaps, but not all that much. He's the typical player where you see some some plays and you go, oh, that's yeah, I want to see a little bit more of that. But as as you said, Gav, the 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 stars that Ohio State have, he's not going to get a lot of game time. But definitely mm. one to keep an eye on. Yeah. It's a difficult one. I, don't, I really don't know. He's, he's my in-out-ish guy, as Dave mm-hmm. says. So I don't know. Dave, do you watch him? Nope. nope. I'm, I'm all out of gas now. Yeah, interesting one, this one, because as you say, there's limited tape available and it's pretty much like highlights only, but that's probably because of the... You know, the, the rotation and the depth that Ohio State had looks quick, combines bend and pursuit relatively well. Um, good sustain in terms of willingness to finish the rep. Um, good upper sort of body strength, arm strength to win reps. Um, I didn't see Trevor Penning um, kind of driving him back into the goalpost, but I did see a couple of clips in terms of the drills he did there. A couple of sort of spin moves and and, and did beat him at times with, with sort of rapid footwork. But um yeah, probably need to see a bit more either in the combine or, well, I guess in the combine, otherwise it'd be too late, wouldn't it, really? But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Hard, hard, hard eval from, from the tape that's available. Um, I guess you didn't see him, so? No. Mm, tricky. I, th- I think I'm going to go in. I just, I like the frame. I, li- I like some of the, the things he does. So yeah, I'll go in. I'll go in. Yeah, Mike. I'll go in as well. Worth a flyer. Yeah. Where do you think where 
is he been, being projected anywhere particularly or have we got any idea of where where we think he'll go I mean I'm guessing day three do you think or do you think he'll go higher than that yeah I've let me see if I can find uh, TDN have him ranked as as 118 which is what around four-ish there mm. thereabouts so yeah you're right d- d- difficult Eva yeah but you know combine and pro day could show some good numbers could be a guy that a team falls in love with and takes him higher. So, but I'll still go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kets, what did you you uh, in or out? I had him down as out, but uh, he's one of these that are sort of reserve the right to change that if I see something impressive in the combine or the pro days. You say it's, it's one of those you just need to see a bit more of him, really. Okay. Right, who's got some left? I'm out. I, I, I very briefly watched Zach Van Valkenberg just because of the name, really. Uh, <laughs> Good reason, does any? Of Iowa, six foot four, two sixty seven. Very quickly, uh, probably a late, very late round or UDFA guy. But I loved his effort, motor for days, big space eating dude, stands up well against inside runs, um, great form tackler with a tenacious attitude. Should allow him to contribute on special teams while you evaluate if he can offer you anything on defense. But. Um, Lacks any major explosiveness or high in athleticism. One of those guys, really, more effort over traits. Um, plays upright, doesn't have the bend to be a high-end pass rusher. Doesn't have the quiet push to be an effective bull rusher. So once you, once you remove both of those things, uh, you're struggling. But um, five and a half sacks in 2021, so not totally unproductive. You know, could probably play. You know, do a job for you as a backup defensive end, maybe. Um, you know, like like these high-effort guys in the late rounds. To be fair. Yeah, and he sounds like he's out of a Hammer horror film. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like also, it's not like Van Space Valkenberg. It's one word Zach Van Valkenberg. Well, it's all one word. All he's one like word. Prince. Yep. Zach Van Valkenberg. Yep. That's all, that's all one name. Yep. No, no, no. The Van Valkenberg is. All right, okay. Okay. Is it? No, it's one word. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe you just maybe, broken the space maybe, bar on your keyboard. In fairness, <laughs> maybe that's just like the way that. ESPN lists it because they don't have the option to have a space in the last name. Could <laughs> be that. Spaces. Could be that. <laughs> uh, Mike, do you watch uh, Van Balkenberg? The, the vampire uh, hunter? N- no, no. Yes! Oh, you beat Mike! I beat the truck! <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Or is uh, Cyan on Island here? See, I really wish I'd have watched him now. He was next on my list, but I just didn't <laughs> oh, get around to him. The old next on the list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the only other um, two guys I've got on the list, um, I had Zach Harrison, which Mike mm. kindly informs me he's going back to college, but he's worth watching. <laughs> Sorry, kids. I'll see you next year. That's Zach. okay. That, that's one less to do next year. Um, Ohio State guy. Um, just 2021, 33 tackles, six for loss, three sacks, two forced fumbles. So that's one to watch next year. And then the only other guy was Logan Hall, but he's kind of more of an in- interior defensive line player. So I'll probably discuss him at a later date with you. Cool. What were we like, three hours in? I think we should probably stop now. Two hours 41, yeah. I mean, we can have a quick a quick nibble if you want. Oh, it's up to you. Yeah, no, let's have a quick nibble, yeah. Uh, let's let's, let's uh, talk about something else. Here we go, Dave. Hope you got something. Four large donuts, kids. Everything on them. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions. 
Someone's tossed the ball at me, and hopefully I'll catch it. Um, so I, I'm very, as guys just said, I'm very aware of the time. So I had a few things, but we've, we're short on time. So I'll do, I'll just do, do the one thing that um, I thought was interesting. It, was, it could be probably news. I think you're, all you guys are probably aware of it. You hear the whole thing about Stefan Diggs around Valentine's Day? No. So he's done the old uh, double dip on Valentine's Day. And uh, I'm not even sure that's a, a double entendre. Excuse I think me? it probably is. Um, in So basically, there's two women. Um, I don't think their names have been revealed. Uh, they probably are, because it, it was all a whole thing through Twitter. That two women were claiming to be out on Valentine's Day with Stefan Diggs hmm. in a hotel room. <laughs> and they, I think they happened to also be in the same hotel. So he was basically back and forth in between these two. I think they call that uh, shuttle diplomacy, don't they? (laughs) I don't know what you call it. Um, You call it being a damn dirty dog on Valentine's Day, I think. But um, but yeah, he's. um, This has got the makings of a Forty Towers sketch, hasn't it? Well, well, running between rooms. It it reminded me. And you guys remember the Vicar of Dibley? Mm. um, Dawn Mm -hmm. French sitcom, and she had like uh, she had like four christmas dinners and she had to go back and forth between them all trying to keep everyone happy but i think this isn't keeping everyone happy this is keeping stefan diggs happy um (laughs) it's no one else but stefan diggs um i mean a part of me wants to say credit to him for the effort good effort (laughs) but you've been outed on twitter this is old news this was back on early feb i think when was Valentine's Day? Is that, 14th. This, I hope my wife isn't listening to this. When's Valentine's Day? <laughs> <laughs> she ain't listening. Um, so yeah, around around early Feb, mid early Feb, and you know, he's he's um he, he's doing this. Is this something that um people do regularly? Well, well this was the uh, Le- Lev Bell thing, wasn't yeah, it? Exactly. The, uh, yeah. He got robbed by two girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they're in, this they're is the in thing the same mortal men time, like right? you and me, Dave, can only dream of, you know? Well, this is what I don't understand, right? What's his end game here? Because, uh, I think maybe that's an obvious question, but... <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining delaying that end game is his primary objective. <laughs> I think he reached that end game more than once. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but that was going to be my point, Dave. I don't know about you, but on Valentine's Day, I, I don't have the effort to be dealing with, 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 with two different women, two different hotel rooms. What's that about? Give me one woman in one hotel room. Or two <laughs> women in one, one hotel room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two women in one hotel room would also be fine. But surely at some stage, there's going to be there's going to come a point in this night definitely where, where he's going to have to leave Arr. one hotel room, having <laughs> you know finished his business, <laughs> and then venture to the second hotel room. I mean, first, what 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 are these women thinking that he's doing while he's gone for like an hour at a time? Just really inefficient room service. He's, he's got to give himself the pep talk after reaching the end game, as you so delicately put it, once. And he's got to give himself the pep talk for the second time. Exactly. Once, once within, like, I don't know. Oh, we're going to so learn a lot about Dave here. We're going to learn a lot about Dave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One pump chump, you know, it's. <laughs> you know, t- twice in a night, I mean. I'm, I'm not enough, I think. Wow. <laughs> After once. This feels like a story that Antonio Brown heard and immediately hired four women to go to the same hotel 
and tweet that he was on a date with all of them. <laughs> I've got to get one up on dates. <laughs> Are we sure that one of them wasn't dating Trayvon? Um, I don't know. Was there some confusion in the Diggs household? So, well, they've one of them thought they were with the other brother or dating the other brother. Hmm. What was the outcome? What happened? Was everyone everyone okay with this? Or I'm 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 not sure to be honest. How I, did I, the I know story leak? It leaked through Twitter because they they both put pictures up of the room they were in because he to be fair to him he decked out the room real nice he put like petals out and that he, he made the room look real nice and you know he made the, he put the effort in which is damn sight more than I, I did so but then again he's got a lot more money than i have but you know um yeah he, he, he was outed because these two women both put something on twitter and they're both saying or hinting at the fact that he was the, the uh the valentine's uh date date you call it a date when it's it, it's clearly not a date booty call. yeah booty call you, yeah. you do have to feel for these nfl players in one respect that mm-hmm. it must be so hard just to find people that aren't clout chasing you know but he's trying to have just a calm relaxing date with two women as any man would should want <laughs> and as both of them about. <laughs> even if one of them had gone to twitter it would have been fine but both of them have gone to twitter to brag about being on a date with Stefan Diggs yeah yeah i prefer the basil forty image of him rushing between each room <laughs> trying to juggling spinning plates at the same time <laughs> i should think what he spent on all this as well i mean that that's that's Serious investment as well. Two hotel hotel rooms. It's not like he's gone to. I'm not sure what hotel it was, but he's he's from the looks of the pictures, he's he's put some effort and money into it all. You know, yeah, it's loose change for him. Hmm. Yeah, he probably finds that down the back of his sofa, right? Do you reckon he, uh, you know, arranged for the first, you know, arranged plans for the first lady, and then, you know, a week later, arranged plans for the second lady, and then looked at his calendar on February the 14th and went. Ah, oh, oh, how am I going to get away with this one? <laughs> the thing is, the thing that first struck me is, like, my my missus can tell when I've had a, like, if I've, like, nipped, home, nipped into the pub before I come home, she can smell the beer on me. So if she can smell the beer on me, surely a woman is able to recognise her own perfume and can recognise when someone else has been mean. smooching away. <laughs> with her man whatever he got up to in that room I don't know I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to assume unless know you, mean. you know a few days before he realised his, his intentions and gave the purchased for them both the same perfume that that would be the, the wise play that's 3D now chess we're playing yeah 4D chess <laughs> we're playing checkers he's playing chess yeah wow well lover boy Stefan Diggs gets a big thumbs up from me just for effort. <laughs> so, so you're in favour of the uh, t- dating two women in one well, night. Well, this this thing. reminds me of the George Carlin line. I, I never slept with two tens, but one night I had five twos. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose he's he's doing what we all sort of wish we would be able to do in a way. So, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from with that. So. <laughs> it's so sad, isn't it, that we've got to an age now, Dave, where... Uh, it's not even what we wish we could do. It's what we wish we were able to do. <laughs> <laughs> just doing it once would be enough. It's no longer <laughs> just the lack of ability to do it. It's the lack. <laughs> it's the lack of like lack of opportunity. Opportunity, yeah, yeah. Oh dear. 
<laughs> well, congratulations, Stefan Diggs. Hopefully, what that did ultimately produce was the uh, number one wide receiver in the 2042 NFL draft. <laughs> or, two or two wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> the Diggs twins. Yeah. <laughs> the Diggs. Oh, Shout out to a random. Huh? <laughs> Shout out to one of the uh, random websites I've just found as well. Uh, it says uh, oh. one of one of the women, and this is obviously all allegedly for legal reasons. One of the women, uh, Lashonte Heckard, is his regular girlfriend. While the other, um, Alicia Renee, is new to Diggs' roster. That's beautifully put in NFL Pro. She's from the practice squad. <laughs> she got the call up. Wow. Yeah. You think that happens? said to his missus in the morning, sorry, love, I'm going to have to put you on IR today. I've got... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. You think some of these NFL players have got, like, just reams and reams of women that they just go to in different, at different times? I don't even want to entertain <laughs> this idea. <laughs> It's yeah, too depressing. Maybe, maybe for the best. <laughs> <laughs> too depressed. Stefan digs girls into IMDb, uh, into into uh, Google. And, uh, <laughs> IMDb. And, uh, That's obviously the film version. Yeah. Oh, I like this. One of the top uh, one of the top headlines. Stefan Diggs' girlfriend, Tay Heckard, addresses why he doesn't post about her on social media. Well, I can tell you one reason why. <laughs> <laughs> Do we do we get to know the reason? He's a he's a private man. Well, I don't know what her what what she thinks the reason is, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's not the reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right, okay. Let's <laughs> let's, let's call it a day there. That was good, that day. Yeah. That was a nice little uh, yeah. Nice ending. Nice little seg. Well, um, I suppose it was, a, it was a little bit easier than lining up against, or was it harder than lining up against uh, Eli Apple? I don't know. Well, maybe you know, maybe that's who the second woman was. Mm. Sorry, you, you, you're ready to leave there. I've, <laughs> you have to I've drop the you. Eli Apple in again. Um, okay, yeah, follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cyro. This for Gab at GM Boom Up. Follow Dave at This Is Dave Hart uh, on Twitter. I still haven't. I still haven't bothered to memorize YouTube's Twitter accounts. You'd have thought I would, but I haven't. So, so feel free. <laughs> to yeah, drop and them. if you made it this far, we we deliberately didn't talk about Ukraine. But um... well, you just talked <laughs> about it now. You just. I know. I know, but it's at the end of the show, so it's fine. Well, but, you know, okay. that's okay. It's, it, it's become a little bit like a sport on Twitter, isn't it? It's like, there's a plane down. Who's it? Is it? Oh, it's Ukraine. It's great. Oh, no. Oh, no, actually, yeah. Oh, no. It was it was a Russian plane that downed it. So, yeah. Sad times. Yeah, I need to come off Twitter, man. I spent all day just scrolling through Twitter, and it's it's, it's rapidly impacting my uh, mental state. <laughs> I think I need to take a step back. Uh, but that is hard for me as a man who spends all day on Twitter. <laughs> so Tough. we'll see how we get with that. So um, yeah, thank you for listening, Mike Ketz, Drop your uh, your handles. Drop my what? Um, yeah, <laughs> at Mike underscore JF one and at Ketz UK. Oh, that is so easy. Why have I not? Re- I said that three weeks in a row now. Three weeks in a row, I've said that's so easy. Why have I not remembered it? <laughs> We'll get there. All right, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. We'll try and make the show shorter than three hours, although I won't make any promises. No promises. <laughs> see you later. See ya. See you guys. Go Steelers. <laughs>